What's up, everybody out there in the internet? This is Emmett Hawkins Jr., and I am back, or all of us are back. Jesus Christ, let me be in self-centered. Uh, we're back with another episode of the Lost Hero Gains podcast. Today, I am joined by Hunter Davenport. What up? Alan Muir. It's your boy. And Graydon, I fucking forgot your last name right now. <laughs> Webb, howdy. Graydon Webb. Thank Web. you. Like Morgan Webb. World, dude. Yeah, you had like a really simple last name, and I'm like, don't remember it. It's gone. <laughs> because it's simple. Uh, well, yeah, good point. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, man. Just think it's, I got to think of Spider-Man when I think of your last name, and then I'll remember it. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are back with another episode, and this week, um, I know usually we do talk about what games have we been playing this week before we get into the news, but... This week has been a very big week because we are graced with the presence of the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley's yearly event, and also kind of funny went ahead and did a game showcase uh, over at their Twitch channel as well. And they have a lot to announce too. So we're going to talk about that up front. But before we get to that, we do have a little bit of uh, stuff we want to share from Alan. So uh, lay it on us. Do you want to talk about your game or do you want to talk about your purchase first? <laughs> I'll do purchase first, then the game. All right, so what horribly shitty purchase did you make this week? <laughs> I wasted 39 fucking dollars on a Bandicam lifetime license. <laughs> Wait, so that was the most expensive one? Uh no, the the most expensive the most expensive one was a Bandy uh, a a bundle with Bandicam and Bandicut. Oh, editing software? That's worthless. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so okay. I and didn't know yeah. I I sent them an email. Like I contacted them and everything. And they simply said Fuck off. No. <laughs> I, I will I will read Bandicam's response. Oh boy. <laughs> Hello. Unfortunately you can't get a refund since you registered the serial number on your computer. Once you have purchased the program, there's a lifetime guarantee on the license. That means fuck you up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> they did not what? write fuck you up your butt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Boy, I'm how... pretty sure they did say that, though. They had to. <laughs> Damn, Could you that's... please let us know what your problem is? We will do our best. Not a 100% or like 75%. That, that was me. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> Best regards, the Bandy Cam team. Fuck you. Which is just one guy in his basement. Yeah, yeah the Bandy Cam like, girls. Nah, that sounds bad. When Al said he bought the license, I assumed that he owned Bandy Camp now. <laughs> <laughs> like the company? Yeah, like IP. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my super purchase of the week. I spent $4,500 on the <laughs> Bandy Cam license. And the thing is, you got the they, guy and his basement. <laughs> they job. included a URL for how to get a, how to get refund money back, which doesn't oh. make sense to begin with. One, <laughs> if the serial number is not registered, Didn't. the first thing I do when I buy software is I put in the fucking re serial number. Two, if the, if the serial number is registered. A refund will not will be impossible considering the characteristics of the software. So number two is pointless. Jesus. 
that's more of a they just sent you a consolation prize. They're like, hey, you're fucked, but here's how you could have been unfucked if you weren't fucked. Here's the way you <laughs> fuck yourself. If you weren't <laughs> fucked. Oh my god. Damn, you you really got screwed over on that. Um I I, I kind of feel halfway guilty because I kind of recommended different software, including that one. So <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, has the has software at least worked, or is it just completely broken? It's not completely broken, but the hotkeys are screwed up. Mm. Yeah, that's no bueno. <laughs> so, for for, okay, for example, the pause or or the start and stop recording gameplay. Hotkey was F12. I press oh, yeah. F12. I press F12, and instead of stopping the the recording, yeah, it took screenshots. Oh Ooh. shit! And when I press oh. F11, which is the screenshot hockey, I got more screenshots. What? <laughs> Screenshots, everybody. Screenshots. <laughs> screenshot all the hotkeys and screenshots. We're gonna have Here's... a bunch of screenshot LPs coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. What? Maybe if it caught enough, you just got to keep pressing it. And if you press it thirty seconds, if you press it thirty times every second, you should be good. Yeah, you got a movie. Yeah, just stitch them together. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I I just ended up deleting. I like deleting it and uninstalling it from my computer. So, damn. Well, watch out for those digital software purchases because they'll be like, nah, we can't give this back to anyone else. So you're screwed. Basically, every software company on the internet is a scam. <laughs> Pretty much. Box, uh, box quote that. <laughs> watch out, Microsoft. Your Windows 10 Home Edition is screwed. Um, Oh, At boy. least you got a lifetime warranty. <laughs> if you ever want to suffer again, yeah. it's there for it you. all again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that sounds like your bad purchase, but hopefully... I, game... But I did make a good yeah. purchase. Yes, you were telling us about this. Hopefully that one's better. Yeah, I uh, pre-ordered Just Cause 4 uh, a few, about, like a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. About Welcome to this bitch and do more tweaking, ho. Exact the moon though. Where did his hat go? Where did it go? Um, in prison with him. Um, anywho, speaking of prison, shouldn't they lock up Rico for all the murder he's caused? God, that was a bad segue, and That's I apologize profusely. Terrible. I mean, by that logic, Nathan Drake should be in like no. serving like twenty consecutive life life sentences. Rico Rodriguez is a resistance fighter. Nathan Drake's just a murderer. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> he's got charisma, so we're cool with it. Rico is a hero, sir. Yeah, he's Nathan Drake quips over the murder, so it's fine. <laughs> it's like he didn't have a family. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. oh my god. Oh um, so, yeah. About I I took a break after two hours. Okay. So I could so I I can write a uh First impressions. Oh, okay. So we're gonna get more impressions on the site, but uh, so overall, just like, what do you think of so far? It's a much better game. Oh, I can like I, I I can say it's a much better game than 
Just Cause 3. Nothing against that game. But well, it just made... Two, though. You can say that because I, I I I was really excited to play three once it was on PlayStation Plus. I played it and something about it just wasn't clicking to me. Well, the reason is they had their A team working on they had their their A team worked on Mad Max, and their B team worked on Just Cause Three. Great point. Which expi- explains why a licensed game based on the which. Phantom Zones, Conor McGraw found out was originally going to be like a tie-in to Fury Road or had Fury Road s- content in it. Ooh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Where'd that go? Uh, it was unused. Oh. Did that game hey. get DLC, though? Don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. The only bump it had post-launch was the PlayStation Plus free offering, honestly. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear more about uh, Just Cause. I, I guess I'll read that impressions piece that will be on the site, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, we'll talk about more games that we played uh, in the next episode. But yeah, I'm really interested in that one because uh, Just Cause 2, I played a hell of a lot of. Like, I was big Just Cause 2 fan. And 3... I don't know if it was the fact that the frame rate was struggling even on my PlayStation Pro for Just Cause 3 or if it's just a lack of it, it just felt like there wasn't a structure much except for doing the story missions and the story missions were bland. Didn't feel like there was much of a structure in 3. So I'm looking forward to 4 because it sounds like they give you a reason to cause the chaos that is more than just cause chaos. And as I mentioned or no I, I think I mentioned this on the uh you know something that that wasn't recorded hmm the just cause 4 team is avalanche studios new york which is a very small studio yeah that surprised me i did not realize that they had a new york office let alone the fact that it was a smaller studio again like or as i said a few a few days ago could it could be that bethesda money oh yeah it could be because they are working with uh, they're working with id software to work on rage 2 which i am very excited for and that will be one of the things we'll talk about um but yeah uh very looking forward to it so um so yeah bring back some more impressions on that and uh, of course i played uh i played dark, some more dark Siders 3 i finally got that game in i'll do the review later and i'll talk about my time with it next episode um also started up celeste also played some hue um the vita indie game well, it's on PS4 too, but you know that's an interesting one as well. Played a lot. I also picked up Black Ops 4. Um, but like I said, we're gonna talk about that later. Um, any other games I want to give a quick shout out to before we get on to the uh, Game Awards stuff? All I've really played is Lego Harry Potter <laughs> five <laughs> through seven. Guess, guess what? Guess what game I've been playing? Random as hell. Uh, what game <laughs> you been playing? Yeah, guess. Go ahead and guess. Earthbound. <laughs> now. Oh, oh Smash. Yeah, oh um, yeah, Smash. damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers. I've been I've been like twenty hours in at this point. Uh playing a lot of that. And also I've been I've been flirting with another Persona 5 playthrough. So oh my God. more about that next week. You're a mad lad. I am a mad lad. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah. So anyway, speaking of games like Persona 5 and also games like Rage 2. We're going to start talking about the Game Awards. 
Now, everybody knows every year for, I guess now five years now, Jeff Keighley gets a bunch of people in the industry together and they have a night where they <coughs> celebrate, celebrate the last year of video games and celebrate all the sneezes and coughs that happen while they talk. <laughs> and it is, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm giving you a shit. You're fine. How dare you? <laughs> This so, is yeah. harsh. This is on three of our show. show. <laughs> Not, well, Emma and I like think of it as like a Trinity, but it really is just Hunter show. It's his. It's his soapbox. <laughs> I'm just sorry, to have a board hour. <laughs> I'm everyone's dad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So um, do we want to do announcements or awards first? Because I feel like we might have more to say about announcements. So I could save that for let's, last. Let's do announcements yes. first because I have nothing to All say right. about rewards except oh, okay okay cool cool so we'll start with the announcement then so um so basically for a lot of the announcements it was a mixture of uh, bigger things and some smaller indie titles the first thing they announced threw me by surprise Marvel Whoa. ultimate alliance <laughs> 3 Fuck. black order and hunter and i collectively screamed yeah we died <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think my my bot my soul left my body for a minute Oh my god, I couldn't breathe. Uh, Literally like, the last thing. I, I couldn't tell. It was like at first, like the way that trailer is made, I couldn't tell what it was. And I was like, oh, it's no. a Marvel game. That's cool. And then like the logo kicks in. You're like, oh no. Well, no. Looking back on it, we should have known because based on Marvel Ultimate Alliance to begin with, like mm -hmm. the two games. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the, uh, the way. The red uh, thing around your yeah, character, the thing around yeah. the, cir the circle around. Yeah, I noticed that head. too. And plus, that the camera was kind of pulled back. Event. Yeah, but like, who would have thought it would would have been Ultimate Alliance? Oh no, point. I wasn't expecting it. And the thing yeah. is, like, I've no expected. Oh, <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I've expected this game at like ever, or hoped for this game at like the past five E threes at least, and <laughs> then I've just given up. This year, I decided, you know what, I'm giving up, and then it came to me. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, well, like yeah. Well, the crazier thing is to me, because I'm I'm a relatively big Marvel Alliance fan. I played it a lot back on PS2, and I haven't played with the PS4 remasters yet. But this game is not only, not only side note, developed by Team Ninja, so that's pretty wild, um, but it's also going to be Nintendo Switch exclusive. So uh, yeah. What I think happened is that uh this is kind of like a bayonetta thing where like nintendo is like footing the bill like hmm. they're like make this game for our system like I get because like i think the well, last is published by them i'll say yeah what i mean is like they're they're like we'll let you make this like i, it, I, I can see that yeah it just seems to me like a thing of like like a bayonetta type situation where they're like we really want to make this game, and no one's letting us do it. So I guess we'll be exclusive. Yeah, sounds like a uh, Spider-Man situation. Yeah. The thing though Definitely. is who. So Team Ninja is like it's not. Oh, originally it was Activision and um, Activision like and Raven, Raven Software. Yeah, Raven which have nothing to do with anything like that at all. So this well, is Raven... just kind of what. I was just gonna say, Raven is literally just the Call of Duty backup studio now. So yeah, yeah. So somebody was just like, "Oh, I'm a fan of this, and I just want to make another one." I was I was surprised that they like got the name and everything. Like it's a legitimate sequel and not just something new. 
but I'm glad it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like definitely a great surprise. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one to start it with, too, because it was something that was super like you get a big reaction from it. But when you ultimately think about it, that's more of a nostalgia play than like a massive game, because I'm sure it's going to come out and I'm pretty certain it's going to be a fun game as well. But that's not like a megaton announcement, but it is still something that gets your reaction. So it's a good first announcement, I think. Well, I will say it is a system seller for me. Like everything really? else, yeah. Every other thing, like you're not you're not going to get me into Nintendo systems with your Zeldas and not, kind of Super Mario Odyssey. But I was like, I'll find a way to play it at a friend's house or something, and I yeah. did, and it was okay. That's but a like, hell of a take. No, nothing made me like oh, you're I fired. need this. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> nothing yeah. made me need it until this. But congrats, Nintendo! Yeah. I will be buying a Switch within a couple months, and like, yeah. That that sold it for me. It, it's definitely something where, like, I feel like this is gonna move units because it's first of all, it's Marvel. <laughs> like, second of yeah. all, it's part and of the franchise. So, yeah, yeah. And plus, it's the fact that this is the third in a long-running franchise, and now it's on one place. It's gonna attract a lot of people there as well. So, similar to like you said, the Bayonetta thing, where Bayonetta one was everywhere, Bayonetta two not so much. So, yeah, <laughs> effective method they're using there. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that announcement's really dope. Um, but the next one we got was something that kind of got it. They kind of spilled the beans on this one on the internet a couple days before, um, or a couple hours before. And that is Far Cry New Dawn. Um, a, a new Already Far Cry game. Twice. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and, so yeah, of course, uh, just to go over this a little bit, Far Cry New Dawn basically, uh, takes place, I want to say, 17 or 15 years after Far Cry 5's ending, which, uh, spoiler alert, uh, close your ears for like uh, four seconds. I'm taking if you my don't headphones out. Wait, sincerely? You don't know what happens <laughs> yeah. at the end of 5? Wait, don't. really? You don't? No, I've stayed away from it, and I didn't watch the trailer, because uh, someday I will get back to it. Wow. Wow. I got, okay. good, news. I got good news for you, Graydon. What? The name of the the name of the game spoils the ending, so low key, low key, huh. yeah. Well, I'll I'll okay. I won't say what happens at the end of five, but I'll just describe the game. You'll still probably be able to make assumptions as to what happens, but I'm I I we have to talk about the game. No, go <laughs> ahead, go okay. ahead. It's okay. So this no, new no, Far Cry game, no, yeah. no spoilers about Far Cry Five. So oh, what? You, oh, you you're the same boat, huh? Oh. Okay. okay. Guess what? I'm about to spoil Far Cry for, for everybody. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Well. Ow. Okay. Here's the thing. It's Let not me... the the whole thing. It, it's like it's poorly set up anyway, so it's not even gonna matter if you're spoiled or not. Because he spoiled <laughs> at the Game Awards when he announced the game, so I'm kind of like, I was surprised y'all didn't know. Yeah. I mean, no, I guess. Okay. I, I'm I joking guess... because I saw the trailer and I saw. Uh, the, the announcement. Oh, I guess okay, yeah. I know what happens, but I don't know why, and that's the okay. reason. Okay, so you don't, don't need to know why. Why? Guess what? They don't tell you why. So. Yeah, there's no, oh. there's no why about it. You know what it's, happens. You don't. You it's know a why. very bad ending to a video game. <laughs> it's that, so that I do know. Yeah. yeah, everyone hates it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of digging it because this new game, as a result of that ending, is pretty cool. Uh so talking around beating around the bush all this time um this new game takes place in a post-apocalyptic environment um years and years after this apocalypse has happened 
and nature starting to reclaim and all that stuff. But this game, I was saying this when I was watching the game awards, I, I was live tweeting the thing. Um, and I was in the chat as well, but this is giving Rage me two. some, yeah, heavy race two vibes, heavy, heavy race two vibes. Um, pink seems to be its primary color. There's pink flowers everywhere. A lot of people are wearing like pink armor and stuff. Um, but I'm also digging uh, the protagonist. We got two, or not protagonist. No, antagonist. Yes. Um, I think you can make your own character again this time around. But the pro the antagonists are two uh, black chicks. And so I don't know if they're, they're actually sisters. I read that somewhere. So that's looking cool. And it looks like they're going back into that more over the top, more fantastical Far Cry stuff. That's the reason. That's the reason I liked uh, I liked Far Cry Primal more than I did Far Cry 4. And that's kind of the reason why five didn't super appeal to me once it came out. But this new Dawn is looking pretty dope. What says y'all? Uh, like I, my whole thing with like Far Cry games is like, by the time four came around, I was like, okay, I'm super into Far Cry. I like this. Like now, I feel like with five. Oh, I uh, good news for all the perverts out there. There's a nudity in the game. Yes. Uh oh, great. What? Just like, yes. there was nudity Oops. in the other game. Just like because uh, yeah, there was nudity in three. Yeah, I'm watching uh, the Ubisoft game or the alpha footage, and uh, they didn't show nudity, did they? There's already oh, nudity oh no, no, it's it, it was part of the uh, ESRB warning. Oh, okay, uh, that's not surprising. There's been there's been breasts in other Far Cry games. Rated M, there will be boobs. <laughs> Finally. That's my favorite Daniel Day Lewis movie. There will be, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but uh, so, I yeah. was say, uh, mm -hmm. Far Cry Five was like kind of the point where I fell off because I basically was like, I' not really that interested in this. And like, I I feel like this one is kind of interesting, but I'm like, I just want to play Rage Two at this point. <laughs> yeah, th that's the thing I'm caught up against because. Because a big reason why I was kind of interested and excited for five leading up to it and then wasn't at launch, five looked like it had something to say with its setting for the first time in a long time in Far Cry. Yeah. So I was really interested because they were, you know, talking about Backwoods America. So I was like, oh man, that game coming out right now, y'all could have some shit to say. And they really didn't have much to say. So <laughs> except I was really like weird ending, I guess. Well, yeah, except for that weird ending, but I I wouldn't call that, you know, something it's not something to say it's just kind of just like something to do <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's the reason i kind of fell off of it but far cry primal like i i know that was kind of polarizing for people came out super fast after four and all this stuff and didn't have guns but i platinum that game that was that really great. fun i like that game. yeah yeah it was really fun to just whittle down just check stuff off of a list type games that's mm -hmm. why i like a lot of ubisoft games um, and this one was no different. I I was skipping the cutscenes by the end of Far Cry Primal. I didn't even understand what they were saying, and I didn't feel like reading. So boom. <laughs> also, the good th the thing I really liked about Far Cry Primal was karma got some karmic justice happened. How so? Wait, is this spoiler? It's more of the main character, like the the voice actor for the main character. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, Elias T, as I'm calling him, because I butchered his name the last time I said it. All right, Mr. T, yes, sir. <laughs> he, 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 he's best known for voicing Adam Jensen. Yeah, it's the same guy. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you're right. 
And, and the funny thing is, uh, there's an Easter egg where like he gets called Piss Man, which is like a ref. Like it seems like it might be a reference to like the yellow color scheme in Dosex. Dosex. <laughs> if that's the case, that's really clever. He also was Leonidas and Far and AC Odyssey. Oh shucks, he's been everywhere. Maybe one day I'll finish AC Odyssey. Probably not, but. <laughs> It's an Odyssey. You ever finished that game? Um, that was a bad pun. But um, so yeah, is anybody he, else got a? Go ahead. He, he was supposed. To, he was gonna. He was. He was the main. He was gonna voice the main character in Far Far Cry Three. Oh really? That would have been a different choice. That guy's a total pushover. That yeah, totally but. Kills that, But he didn't test well with with audiences, ah, because of the way his because of how gravelly and it uh, his voice is. Yeah, I was gonna say that that seal that seems like uh, if he's so gravelly and stuff, it wouldn't match with the oh man, dude, bro. No one, no one with the last name Brody has a gravelly voice. Is what I'm trying to say. Unless I just like the idea of there being test audiences for video game voiceovers. Yeah, that's like, odd as well. Really, nobody did that with Alexios, obviously, because his voiceover <laughs> is he's kind, of a, he's kind of just a dumbass. Fire <laughs> game. I am big man. I will help you. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah. So um anybody got anything else to say on New Dawn or has it all been said? Looks yes. cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys understand? I, finish five. I have uh I have facts. Okay, what's your facts? <laughs> Mr. FedEx. The uh, Guns for Hire and Fangs for Hire are, come, are back. Yes, that is true. Cool. They You can uh, get different... <gasps> there, there's puppies. Characters. All right, cool. I'm in. Yeah, well, I don't know if there's puppies. There's one dog. There's a puppy. Whatever. Yeah. All, and also all a boar. What was it the year that was like the year of dogs and games? Was that last oh, year? No. That, that, was, was, that was 2014. Yeah, that was with uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. That's oh, yeah, Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, Call of Duty Ghosts, man. Oh, Remember that game? Remember that underrated. terrible game? <laughs> this there. game will make you care about your dog. What? Mm. I don't remember this. It sounds like uh, some Peter Molyneux. Yeah, Nobody uh, liked Ghosts, that, but it was an okay story. Yeah, it, it was a fine story. It's it, it's interesting. I'll, I'll give it that. But, like, man, I do not I, care about that game at all. <laughs> Multiplayer was full of ghosts. Oh, <laughs> damn, that's oh, fucking true. That was savage. Uh, Hunter's probably the only one who's going to understand this. Or who's going to know what I'm talking about. Try me. Lay it on us. E3 2013. Uh, the two best, two best friends play. <laughs> was, are... it, was it them freaking out about the fish? No, I'm just I'm talking about the opening video where it's like a montage of everything bad about uh, next gen. Oh yeah, oh, and they and like all how how they were pushing the how how hard they were pushing that dog. Yeah, I really yeah. love that dog. Because Ghosts was like the first Call of Duty in next gen, I think. Yeah, that was like the first. That was like a launch game for him. Yeah. Which yeah, and that, and that game ripped off a bunch of stuff. It was like a highlight reel of every modern warfare game. Oh no, I'm talking about movies. Like 
the Bane, well, the true. Bane scene from Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, they had something like that. Uh, God, I forget which scene it was, but I remember something similar. When you capture like, the the ex ghost. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers. Ah. <laughs> I mean, oh. if you're gonna be mad about a, a spoiler for Call of Duty Ghost in mm. the year of our Lord 2018, yeah. I think I think this Black Friday it was like two dollars somewhere. So <laughs> probably back to Mundo. I mean, hey, copies for two dollars that's a steal, but also who cares? Um, <laughs> so yeah. So anything else? To... Well, shoot. <laughs> Should I actually bought it on PS3 just to play a story mode, sold it, and bought it again on PS4 just so I could have it for multiplayer? No one's on the servers by then. So, no. uh, so yeah, last thoughts on uh, New Dawn. Any other thoughts? Oh, yeah. Uh, some more facts. Okay. <laughs> more facts? There's going to be more... What, this is just from the... <clears throat> the uh, store run out when I pre-ordered it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the store description. Yeah, there's actually details about the game. I should have said that. You're right. <laughs> there's, um, what was it? They're going to be, follow, I, I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm comparing it to this because technically they're the same genre now. Oh, God, open world shooter? No, no, uh, t- same type of game. Or type of setting. Yeah. They're going to be like remember in Fallout 4 where settlements would be Is this like repeat uh the repeatable uh what is it called? Outposts? No, more like your base is under one of your bases is under attack. You have to go defend it. Yeah, that that's true. Um, I actually noticed that too. That's one of the new things in this one where, cause every Far Cry game has those outposts you can take down, but this one you can take them down, but you can choose to either keep them or you can just scrap it for resources and then leave it open to attack again. And the next time you try to take it down, it'll be harder. That way you can repeat the content. So, you know, if people want to do that. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if this. It's been a while since I've played Far Cry Five. Yeah, I mean, but... I haven't even played it, so try me. <laughs> <laughs> that the character, the enemies have health bars when you shoot them, that get show you the damage that you're doing. Yes, That's that new. is new. Yeah, and Another I also remember. Is, yeah, go uh, ahead. One of the melee weapons, or one of the quick quick kill weapons, based on this trailer, is looks like a shut up shiv. Oh you, yeah, that you just jab into their neck. <laughs> they got some. The weapons in general are looking a lot more grisly because. Because I saw that, I think I saw a similar gameplay, and a lot of the weapons are like homemade stuff. So not everything's a gun or an SMG or something like that. It's like a they chainsaw have, gun. Yeah, they have like a crossbow that just shoots saw blades. And yeah. You can upgrade it to shoot out like three blades at once. So I, I'm digging the crazy weaponry. I'm I'm digging the whole more insane vibe. 
and it's only 40 bucks. Exactly. Yeah, so this one's like, cheaper because it's coming out so soon after the last. Yeah. Less literally less than a year. So um not hey, not not for me. I bought I bought the deluxe versions both both times. <laughs> Young man. Here's a place <laughs> you, you can go. Have you ever bought a regular version of a game? Yes, Bloodborne. Oh, okay. okay That's the only one that not. exists. <laughs> yeah, no, the, just there the was. One. Oh boy. Wow. Young man, you're a little bit crazy. Um genius. Love him. You're maybe right. a little bit let's more crazy. Uh, let's move on. Than... Like there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say. Um, so next game, uh Supergiant, the developers of Bastion Empire, um, announced Hades, which is a roguelike dungeon oh, crawler. So and, fucking cool. <laughs> yes, and the art style looks beautiful. It's on the Epic Game Store right now, which is a store oh, that have to go buy popped it up a lot. God damn it. It's in early access. Just wait till it's out or something. You have enough <laughs> games. You mad no, man. No. He has to pre-order the collector's edition. No. <laughs> but digital game. <laughs> I just want to play. I just need to play it based on how it looks. It looks so it, damn awesome. Not only does it look great, it looks a lot like Bastion gameplay wise. Yeah, it's yeah. back to their old look. Yes. Ah, it's, it's really it's, awesome. It's like isometric. You get cool. two weapons. Ah, it looks Transistor really cool. is one of my favorite games ever. It didn't make my top ten list, but it was oh god, that game. I haven't played Transistor, and remind me to ask you later off podcast about Transistor because I'm hesitant to play it because it looks more, it looks almost turn based rather than more action oriented. No, like no, 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 that is a that is a that is a fa- uh, false. False statement. It looks uh, stra- it looks strategy strategy based more than just action. It is not. It is not. Okay. <laughs> also, Emmett, yes. the soundtrack for Transistor is phenomenal. Yeah, it's fu- it's a fucking great game, dude. It's yeah. like the only thing me and Hunter have ever agreed on. So that's, that's <laughs> that true. Good. <laughs> it's the only thing that keeps his job. So yeah <laughs> boy howdy well i i will take your guys's word for it and i will get around to transistor one of these days um that's if other games wait do y'all have anything well we've all talked about haiti sounds like so um yeah. we're gonna move on to anthem they showed a new trailer eh. which i gotta mm. be completely honest that trailer did not blow my skirt up much um the game the idea of the game still sounds cool and the art still looks cool and flying around Having a Destiny-like game where you have that much mobility and you're flying around and all that stuff sounds cool, but like I don't know if I care. Um, Destiny meets kind of like Titanfall-ish, meets like a more Mass Effect-y kind of thing. I don't think it's going to do very good. I I don't understand why they're doing this. Like at the like I. They just fucked up Mass Effect Andromeda, and they're just like, we're gonna go all in online, like different studio, different studio. I was just about to it's say. the same same name though. True, sure. but you got to think of it like this: EA needs themselves a Destiny, like EA needs to fill that catalog, and who better to fill that catalog than their most premier developer? What yeah, what EA developer just... do they have that's like a higher prestige? Oh God, just calling me. Can we turn this off? <laughs> All right, dude, we're good. We're good. But yeah, I don't think there's there's not an EA developer that has a higher pedigree than them right now. So, no, but man, 
I just, they just, I think they should have just not done this. I mean, it's an obligation. And plus, they've been leaking, they've been dripping, dropping towards this with uh, all the multiplayer stuff in Mass Effect already. Like, this, this seems like a, like an extension of what they've already done rather than a completely new direction. But ultimately, I think it's going to be successful. It's definitely going to get some fans and it's definitely going to, you know, it's going to get a couple million, I'm sure. But, like I walked away from Destiny mainly because it, it, it just felt like a loot treadmill. Mm. And those games, I, I I can only take those games for so long. Um, but even on top of that, I, I really need to see what the business model is for Anthem. Because if it's just like Destiny's, where it's like, hey, new year, now you gotta pay 40 bucks. And if you don't pay 40 bucks, you're gonna feel like you're playing a different game than everyone else, and you will be locked out of so much content. Like I- I yeah, watch... Can we talk about oh. Fortnite? No, <laughs> we'll, we no. will get to Fortnite. No. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> or because, not. I don't know. I don't think most of us care, but. I bought Undertow. I bought uh, Shadow Complex. Oh. Both those All games made, were, were. The head of those games were Donald Mustard. I I I hate that his name is Donald Mustard. <laughs> Jesus, he Come hates on, that man. his name is Donald Mustard. He's a grown Be- man, better than Donald Orange. He's he but stole that name. Oh, he chose that name. <laughs> he chose that name. That's all I'm saying. Hey man, it'd be like that. Colonel Mustard. Don- Donald yeah. Mustard. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so. It sounds like we're kind of lukewarm on Anthem. Uh. It like it said, it looks good, and I, really I do want to. I want to try out the gameplay because I'm sure from a gameplay perspective, it'd be really fun. But God, I just can't. I can't get it up for this game, especially when stuff like uh, Metro's coming out on the same day, and that just looks amazing. It's just meh. I think Metro deserves her money a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, possibly. We'll we'll wait till February 22nd to find that out. But um, anyway, uh, to go to something that might be a little bit more exciting. Um, after a little bit of a tease earlier in the week, we finally get announcement for Crash Team Racing coming out Man. the 21st. And it's actually going to be on everything this time. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Another game, another game for me to drunkenly dominate my friends with. <laughs> Indeed. Um, now, I don't, I don't have too much to say about this because I still got to open up my remasters of Crash 1 through 3. I got that for Christmas last year and have not even touched it because I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I mean, I never played Crash back in the day. Spyro was my guy. So, um, hell I'm, yeah. I'm sh- yeah, hell yeah. Shout out Spyro. Um, especially yeah. Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage. Ooh, I, I haven't played that one. I only played one a whole bunch. Um, but it's in my remasters. I will play those too. Uh, so yeah, anybody got anything to say on uh, Crash Team Racing? I know a lot of people no, claim it's better good. than even Mario Kart. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna acknowledge that statement. We're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just hey, that's what, what that's what I hear. That's not what I feel. Um, hey, Hunter runs the Nintendo team for a reason. Not gonna, not we're not gonna discuss this. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> All right then. Well, speaking of hurt pride, uh, but that's just probably feeling some type of way about the Outer Worlds announcement, oh Obsidian's God. new game. Oh, that that was a hell of a segue for me. And but yeah, the fact that the the the, the credits in the beginning of the trailer says from the original creators of Fallout. And Fallout yeah. It was like, remember the one Fallout you like, and also remember who started this shit and didn't put into a multiplayer shithole? It was really like <laughs> I could taste the salt. 
you know who's probably uh, feeling a little salty? Who? Todd Howard. Yeah, I was about to say Todd Howard. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say Sean Murray. Ooh, nah, I don't think so. Sean, Sean Murray. They knew what they they knew what they could do with No Man's Sky because that's uh he's the head of the uh, Hello Games guys. They knew what they could do with No Man's Sky. They could not make something like this, and they weren't aiming to. But yeah, the Outer Worlds. I'm I'm honest. I've looked at gameplay of it. There's like there's actually a really good video from GameSpot where they have just a conversation about the game for like 10 minutes. And then the second half of the video is another 10 minutes of just going through gameplay and just commenting on it. Really good. Um, watching that, it looks literally like a, a spiritual sequel to Fallout New Vegas, but in space, which yep. is exactly, exactly what people wanted. Yes, and it's got I agree. space for Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, the the guy you son of a bitch. That was my joke. I know. I, I think Ooh. it's funny though, so I took it. <laughs> You've been yeeted out of DM. a funny. <laughs> but yeah, like it's impressive how much this game looks like Fallout <laughs> to the to the point where you talk to NPCs and it zooms in on their face, and you have the little list of dialogue options to choose. Yeah. To the I point where. Literally, they have instead of vats, they just have like a bullet time thing where you shoot people. And similar to Fallout New Vegas, which is kind of a negative, but we'll see how much that matters when the game comes out. It's got a bunch of bugs. No, it well, yes, space bugs, yes, but the gunplay just looks kind of meh. Well, I think the, the gunplay is kind of not the point. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's I think more that's true. The exploration and seeing what's out there. Yes, yeah. that is true. Yeah, I think that's true. So, um, yeah, that, that was my main thing. But ultimately, it, it looks really cool. I mean, literally, they have the thing from Fallout uh, from Fallout New Vegas, where whenever you got like a critical hit, it would slow motion. And your, your, uh, your followers have that too, your companions, I mean. So it looks impressively like Fallout. I can't wait to see more from this game. Um, it's releasing next year. And... Uh, and also, despite the fact that Obsidian's been purchased by Xbox, this is going to be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and I believe PC as well. Because um, really? this is, yeah, it's published by 2K, actually. Well, guess what? I'm still going to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And I'm excited for it. I boot up my Xbox One to do it, so good enough. Hell yeah. So yeah, very looking forward to the Outer Worlds. It's going to be dope. Um so hello games is making a, a little game do we care about the last campfire at all it's okay i'm i'm proud of them i'm really i'm i'm happy for hello games yeah because they get a ton of shit and they deserved a lot of shit but like they're trying and the, i mean we were going to talk about awards later but the fact that they didn't win the best ongoing game really pissed me the hell off Cause like they tried and they yes. shaped they shaped their shit game into an actually pretty okay game, and yeah. and on the side they're making like another like the art style of that is really nice, and yeah. it says it's going to be a short so it's not going to be like a full huge game, but still they're doing something. No Man's Sky is definitely better now than it was. Yeah. So like it does it kind of they should they definitely deserve that because like they they made promises and they with 
came through on those promises. They tried really hard to make them work, and they yeah, yeah. they did. It's not as multiplayer as it should be because like it'd be really hard to make that as multiplayer as it should be. But when you play it starting with friends, like that game is really incredible. Yeah. It's a it's a good I mean, really the biggest headline for that game, uh, The Last Campfire, is that I'm surprised that after the shit show that was the launch of No Man's Sky, their name could pop on a trailer like that in a big venue and everyone's not immediately mad. Like, yeah. That's the thing that made me happy. It felt like they were going to be just forever, like they're going to have to change the name of the company and all this stuff. But no, everything, they were able to turn it around and now their name was, some, was still some prestige on it. So yeah. that's good. Um, good and also, side note, The Last Campfire, yes, it's coming out of Hello Games, but that is primarily made by just two people on the development team. Wow. Yes, it was two people. They made pretty much most of it, and then they were like, yo, you want to release it? And then they just put it out under the Hello Games short moniker. Aww. It's kind of set up uh, set up expectations appropriately. So, uh, so yeah, that one's looking cool. One of the many great indie games that came out this night. Um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is getting a winter map. Do we care about Vikendi? No. No. I don't, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think none of us play Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It's on PS4 now. Maybe I'll play it one day, but I'm not paying 40 bucks I, you know, for a game that I can get for free in Fortnite. Uh, I, I can't I get into it. Blackout yeah. is like the, the Battle Royale game right now that yes. I'm most interested in, so I'm not really. And I, and I just bought Blackout 4 partially for that, so boom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all we so, got to say on that. Yeah. Just a quick thing about the Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah. I just stumbled upon a comment on the game former uh, gameplay. Yeah, that new gameplay today. Yeah, someone did a perfect troll comment. Oh boy! <laughs> you know I'm how saying. in uh, New Vegas, if you have like certain certain skills would show up if if you were in like a dialogue choice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this what so this comment I found says dumb. So it's Bethesda, right? Oh my god. <laughs> That's a good like, one. They actually had that in that gameplay, I think. Like there were dialogue options marked as dumb, and then they would just call you being a dumbass if you said it. <laughs> yeah, another comment is fallen in Vegas too, intergalactic boogaloo. Damn. <laughs> wow, <laughs> shit. Well, that's that's some good shit. Uh, so, yes. Um, that's pretty good. What was it? Oh, okay. Um, the next game that was announced was a game called Atlas. Um, now, I don't know if you guys yes. remember this one. This is the one that I, I don't know about y'all, but I thought it was Sea of Thieves as soon as it popped up. And then it was Oh, yeah. The, the MMO. Yeah. This pirate-looking fantasy MMO. Did you know, though, that's made by the arc people yes that's yeah, the crazy thing like it that's does really interesting i can see arc like the kind of like the uh i wonder if it's the same engine because it's kind of the lighting looks similar and all that like it it definitely looks similar to arc it's that like high ambition insanity on an mmo scale that i kind of get from arc i can see in this game very easily yeah i mean it looks so, cool yeah. i mean i like pirates so cool yeah 
like I was saying this during the Game Awards when it when I saw that video pop up, I was like, yo, if this is on consoles, then see if these is done. And then literally two minutes later, yeah, we're gonna be on Xbox next year. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh but it's yeah, got we'll dragons see in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it has dragons <laughs> and like I saw like a lightning strike come from someone's hands. I'm like, fucking hell, this looks neat. Pirates are coming back, and I am excited. Hell yeah. yeah. You wouldn't download a car, so don't download a movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, a dragon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ashen, I don't know if anybody remembers Ashen. I forgot everything about it, but Ashen is out now on Xbox yeah. and PC. It's like a dungeon uh, crawler. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a, it's an indie title. Uh, it was actually announced back in 2014. So for all you guys that have been waiting, booyah. Um, so yeah, going down. Uh, Bioware teased Dragon Age Four. Yeah, they managed to the announce Dreadwolf nothing. Prizes. Yes, it it was very it was a very limp announcement, if I say so myself, because it wasn't an announcement; it was just a tease. What is it with EA companies just like totally bumbling announcements lately? Well, I was watching I was watching the K the kind of funny watch along. Yeah, and they said that, or Tim said that. It was, was going to be a tease because the game will be out in like five between five and seven years. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's, that's not even title right there. Yes, that's what I'm feeling like. They they I feel like they mostly did this just to give a hint because whether or not Anthem goes good or bad, they want to have that ace in the hole for people to be like, "Yo, I know our last two weren't that bad, weren't weren't that great, yep. but." This is I it. learned something about Dragon Age, and it's Dragon Age is like super popular among women. So, like, oh yeah, yes, of course. People, yeah, play. I'm in the uh, I'm in a Dragon Age group on Facebook. Tons Mostly of women. women, yeah, tons of women. They, I mean, they, they just love it. I guess I don't know. Like it's cool. It, I like that game. I'm glad. No, I mean, they like... okay. There's, there's just I have to get this on my chest because I see it so many times in that goddamn group. Okay, try me. Oh God, furry art. We're not talking about furry art in this show. Oh boy. No, no, it's the Dragon Age group. All right, try me. The, the reason, my theory, is that the reason that the, the group I'm in is mostly women is because mm-hmm. everyone's talking about how they how they just want to either want to find a way to. Or just romance, or talk about, or just bragging about romancing Knight Commander Colin. Yeah, I was just about to say, like that is a big reason why women like these games. It's as much as it is fantasy and high fantasy and all that. It's just about the relationships, and at the end of the day, people want to fuck. <laughs> yeah, people just want to fuck. Quote: Everyone yeah, just my porn. Yeah, man. <laughs> People, people just want to bone and bonus if you can bone an elf or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, and and also Dragon Age is one of the first games to let you like romance characters regardless of your gender. So you know, LTGPT groups really dug it too. So you know, big fan base on that one. Very diverse fan base as well. Yeah. So um, I'm not. I don't. I'm kind of indifferent to Dragon Age myself, but I'm really glad that you know they got something to look forward to. I know they've been starving for a while. Uh, love, people love Dragon Age, so I guess it's a good announcement. Amen to that. Speaking of things I love, 
I like Stranger Things. And they yeah. announced they announced that there's going to be a 16-bit uh, looking co-op adventure game uh, based off of Stranger Things 3, the third season that's going to be coming later on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I love Stranger Things, but I, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm probably never going to play this game. Uh, how are y'all feeling? I am never going to touch this game. I'm definitely yes. going to touch it. Um, my sister loves Stranger Things. Only sister and I love it. And I don't like you. I don't like the way games. you said you wanted to touch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to touch it. <laughs> like <laughs> well, that's yeah. a sound bite. <laughs> oh boy. No, I mean like I they they had an they had mm-hmm. an app that looked like this. Yeah, um, I remember that. And it, I mean, it was more. I don't know the. Bit terminology, but it was worse. It looked looking. more eight bit than sixteen. Eight bit than sixteen. I think yes. they made a joke about that actually on the stage. But um, yeah, they it it wasn't that great. But I'm excited for this because it is like a tie-in and co-op. So yeah, I'm kind of sold on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm indifferent just because Stranger Things. There's nothing a. Stranger Things is a story that I want to experience in the medium in which I originally found it. And unless this game ends up being like some sleeper hit, I'm indifferent. I just don't care. Same thing with Walking Dead, I guess. I was a really big fan of the show. The game came out and I was like, oh, I'll play it because Walking Dead fever. And now I love the game way more than the show. So we'll see if that happens with this one. But ultimately, I'm kind of indifferent. Sadly, um, we lost our Telltale Stranger Things game. So yeah. All right. Yeah, R.I.P. That one got killed in the cradle. Speaking of getting killed in the cradle, hopefully there's babalities in this new Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God, dude. That was Ed good. Dope. I, I love Ed Boon so much for the way he announces. <laughs> yes, he, was, he was a total douchebag about the way he, he announced it. In, the best, in the best way. Yes. I was words, Being like, oh, come on, guys. No one ever knew that a Mortal combat game was going to be announced wink <laughs> yeah man i really dug the trailer as well the trailer it was very violent which like i i don't really fuck with that too much but it he was over his finger he snapped his finger backwards yeah, yeah that was dope. fucking brutal <laughs> and then like blew his head up at the end it was it was just it was excessive but yeah, 21 savage combat, over the man. that's what it's all about shout out to 21 savage providing the music for that trailer that's a new song he wrote Wait, dead ass? Yeah, it's called Immortal. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna release or something, but like, it's called Immortal. You know what? I was wondering why he didn't say the N word at all in the song because I was like, in all of his albums, he says it like four times a track. <laughs> like, he loves abusing his privilege. What did I say? <laughs> um, well, he's probably like, I want to make a good impression. Let me not yeah. alienate white fans. Yeah, like, and it's, I kind of like that song, so like, I yeah, I hope it comes out soon because. If you pre-order Collector's Edition of Mortal Kombat 11, you'll get that song. Uh, that is not a that's not a confirmation. I'm just saying that. What if uh, Savage is in the game, dude? Unlockable 21 Sav. Oh my god! He's got a knife. No, he just he just takes the he takes the tattoo off the forehead and he's like, it's a knife and that's his weapon. It, it's a knife. <laughs> the Shout out to that meme. Of all time. Oh my god, that's fucking fantastic. Um. So, uh, moving on to the uh, second last announcement from the Game Awards. Uh, do we care about Fortnite? Because R- Risky no. Reels is now the block. How <laughs> dare they take away Risky Reels? 
How dare they? I, I mean, it, it was a risk, but they had to keep it real. I started Googling Risky Rails, and all I got was, like, a playset for a Thomas the Tank Engine toy. Ooh, that is not where I thought that was so, going. <laughs> I don't care at all. Yeah, man. I, I don't care either. Okay, I just want to tell a quick story. Make it happen, Captain. I turned, <laughs> my, turned on my Xbox, or my Xbox One X, and noticed that, hey, there's an extra game in my... Uh, Oh boy. That has it itself. Right? Yeah. No, no. What? And I thought, oh, maybe one of my one of my old purchases is, is backwards compatible. Oh boy. And I, I go go and see Fortnite is <laughs> in your backlog. And it's like what the what? fuck? I don't I, I I never downloaded Fortnite. Yes, you have, son. Accept it. <laughs> no, I mean I've literally never played this game. Well, that's that's Microsoft's way of saying your time is yeah, now. Yeah, time to play Fortnite, Alan. I don't yeah. want to play Fortnite. Well, I will say there's one positive thing I'll say about the block. I'm a big fan of user of user generated content in video games and the whole fact that the blog is just meant to show off what people make in their own private islands on Fortnite now that they have the creation mode. Um I think that's cool. That's going to lead to some. I just like it when people can make whatever they want in games and then shit goes viral and people get jobs out of it. Let's be real. It's going to lead to a lot of penis. I mean, it's Fortnite. And (laughs) if anybody had enough money to moderate something like crazy, it would be epic at this point. So, yeah, I'm not worried about them. It's Um, either going to be that or World War One. Or Squatches. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, so shout out to them doing that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, in things we care about a little bit more, um, probably the biggest, most shocking, most surprising announcement that happened was well, actually, we're we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop ultimate real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already talked about ultimate alliance, <laughs> but um, just some smaller <laughs> things that happened. Uh, a bunch of indies came out, but we're not going to talk about every single indie. Uh, the Stanley Parable is coming to consoles in an Ultimate yes. Edition. That, that's um, interesting. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm very excited for that myself. Uh, I have it on PC, but can't run it, so glad to have it on PS4. Me too. Um, oh, well, shout out to us. Same problem. <laughs> hey, turn up. Great minds, problem alike. Uh, <laughs> Psychonauts 2 got a trailer. Um, actually... Uh, Double Fine and Starbreeze Studios combining their talents on this one. I Very can't interesting. Psychonauts Two is being funded by criminals. <laughs> yeah, Starbreeze has some trouble, le- legal trouble over the last week. One of it's, like that's actually probably just one dude, but like yeah, funny to me to be like. But the headline said Starbreeze and just fucks them all over, kind of. Yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, the game looks beautiful. Uh, the art style. It's still stylized, but it looks like a Pixar movie almost, or it looks more claymation like, which really impresses me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Psychonauts 2 looking dope. Uh, go support them on Fig uh, if you want that game to come out sooner. Give them more money. Um, we got another trailer for Rage 2, um, game What's I'm really it? excited for. Uh, yeah, I think every does anyone else have something to say on Rage 2? Because I am fucking stoked for Rage 2. Looks like the insanity of Just Cause with the smooth gunplay and high-octane action of Doom with id Software and Avalanche Software combining their talents. Um, so what say ye old gallery? 
Nothing. <laughs> why? Why are they making yeah. a game like that that's not online? Um, that irritates me a bit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, side note: uh, Rage Two does have the cover story on at Game Informer, so this whole month you were gonna be hearing info about Rage Two. But yeah, there's no online. Yeah, you're right. There's no battle royale. Wow. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I mean, I'm indifferent, but yeah, I, mean, I agree. I, I don't like multiplayer at all. Red Dead, Red Dead's battle royale is like a non-starter, but like. It is weird to see all these games and be like, I'm gonna put that in this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I kind of dig the fact that Rage 2 is gonna be strictly a single player thing because if because you you might be thinking this game is so focused on fun of the action without multiplayer. I mean, we we talked about Just Cause 4. There's no multiplayer in that one either. So that we know I, of. Well, probably not there's no multiplayer in it officially, but you know, mods. Mods yeah. made multiplayer in the uh, Just Cause 2, so Lord only knows what they could do, given enough time with 4. Um, but yeah, Race 2 is looking fucking dope. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, I actually pre-ordered that one not too long ago, so look forward to talks about that. That That's looking very, very delicious. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, some other shooters, some other uh, random came out, and that led us all to the biggest Earth-shattering announcement for certain folk, especially maybe you, Hunter, since you are you're contemplating a Persona Five playthrough and you're mm -hmm. about and you're playing a lot of Smash. So Smash is getting its first DLC character in the form of Joker from Persona Five. Okay, and the world lost its shit, including Hunter. The, the trailer that is so well done, and like the it's excellent, <laughs> captures the Phantom Thieves so well, and like man, just seeing joker with that smash symbol it's just so so like satisfying yes it because i don't even play either game but the way they did that the just the anticipation of it was just so like damn i i, yeah. I could feel the hype coursing through my veins like at first it felt like oh they're gonna port persona size of switch well i was like yes do that please and then he pulls up the envelope and like holy shit yeah like, that man, they, that this this smash especially, they're killing this this roster. Like they're just crushing it because they have everyone, and now they have they're getting characters that you would not expect. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed by that. Um, I'm really questioning like because now they got because Persona is like not even the first game to do this, but there's like two or three characters now. That have heavy PlayStation lineage that are in Smash. Yep. Like you got you got Sna uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid. You got a uh, Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, mm -hmm. and now we got now we got Joker from uh, Persona. So I'm like, wow, really anything is on the table. And I'm trying to think like what would be another um, relatively not mature character that you could get from another game series because oh, Persona Banjo. Persona Five. Well, yeah. Well, Banjo, him, right? Banjo, Banjo's yeah. owned by Microsoft, so that would kind of close the circle. Yeah, I mean, yes, but I could also Microsoft has been so open recently. I could see them being like, "Yeah, take Banjo; it's fine." Yeah, um, unless unless they think they're ever going to make their own competitor to Smash, uh, which Doom Guy, know. Doom Guy is one that I feel like is possible. Doom guy. <laughs> Fuck that! I could see that. I could see that. I would love I, Doom Guy. 
And they announced that uh, Doom Eternal is going to be day and date on Switch too. So, who I could see that happening, I would dig that a lot if that was the case. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, Smash is getting crazier with his DLC roster. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much everything to say as far as announcements wise for the Game Awards. Um, now, we can go over the, uh, the award winners in just a moment, but I do want to give Hunter. Because I know Hunter, you you have a hard out in a couple minutes. Yeah. So um I want to give you the time to talk about um over at the kind of funny game showcase. Uh they did make some announcements from the Yakuza team. Yeah. Um so, yeah. Uh Project Judge, which is like kind of like the crime well, it's a, it's a crime drama, which Yakuza is also a crime drama. But it's a crime drama from the opposite side of like the aisle, which is super interesting, and it's coming to the West. And it's getting a full dub, which is huge. Hallelujah. And um, yeah, I'm looking at the game a lot. Um, that and Y2K, which looks right up my alley. Yeah. Y2K is a postmodern RPG, so to speak, um, that they showed off in this showcase. And said the 90s, and it looks really bizarre and in some really cool ways. But yeah, Judgment, um, as someone who's like a fan from afar for Yakuza, because I've barely played any of the games i played like a demo for two a lot on playstation 2 but now that they're in since it's newfound popularity this generation kind of indifferent but i own like two of the games now so at some point i'm gonna get on it it's just me being me and not playing any of the games i own <laughs> yeah but um yeah but yeah judgment looks really neat it's uh really cool that the kind of funny guys got something that is you know that they big got, they got sega yeah that's that's actually huge and no one like is talking about it (laughs) yeah that is well they got sega and they got an ip as big as the dead as well which we will talk about later yeah like it's really cool to see what they did um now once again unless psx decides to skip next year again this is probably going to be the only showcase that ever exists unless until we get into another gap year where playstation 6 isn't coming out but yeah man this is something yeah uh uh, it, they gave indie indie guys a platform and they ran with it. So, Amen it was that. great. Big yeah, props good. to Greg and all those guys. Like they they crushed it. Yeah, big props to Greg, Tim. Well, Nick and Andy also helped, and they all they all came together. I mean, shoot, Joey was tweeting out all the links to everything during the showcase. So, yeah, good Nick, on them. Nick actually had my favorite moment in that showcase. Where like, do you guys want to get weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's a. Uh, He's definitely a, a a ball of joy that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. a good dude. All right. Well, I gotta go. So I'm gonna let you guys continue this recording and uh Indeed. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, peace. Adios. Sue. So uh so now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're gonna come back to the kind of funny game showcase in just a minute. Um, I do want to go over uh some of these award winners. I don't think we're gonna have something to say on every single winner here. Nah. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and start. Uh, I think we can go ahead and skip student game award. I don't think anyone cares. I don't even I mean, know what it was. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, student games. Thank God y'all are making games. That's really cool. Um, we haven't played them, so we really can't fill <laughs> the time with dead air. Um. Content creator of the year, Ninja won that, of course. Um, I, I think that was obvious to all of us, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so... I still don't know that guy or what he does, but good for him. You don't know what Ninja is? <laughs> or I know he, is? he plays Fortnite, but I don't understand why, like... He's what, so popular? 
what he's done or like i i understand is he like funny is he funny or is he just good to like is he good at it he's funny in the way that greg is funny okay greg, greg miller where greg i mean greg is fu- greg is actually legitimately funny a lot of the time but yeah. like ninja is just like entertaining he keeps the energy up and he's also really fucking good at Fortnite specifically does he make like dick jokes like pewdiepie or is he like no actual he's actually good- he's like a good person like he a lot of kids watch him so he's very conscious of that and he like censors himself and stuff and okay like he keeps it kind of pg to pg-13 huh. but mostly pg so yeah he, he's right. been getting i mean a lot of people shit on him for certain things uh understandable things but also things that i'm like uh eh, i i can't I can't get excited enough about this to feel mad, but yeah, um, yeah he, he's done enough good to where I feel like him getting this award is, you know, good on him. All right. Um, I was rooting for Pokimane because she's the only girl, and also I saw a video of hers on Twitter a while back that just made me like her as a person a lot. But yeah, I, I'm totally content with that. Um, I'm skipping all the esports stuff unless someone has something to say. No, nah, Boston was nominated and didn't win, so forget it. <laughs> um and i didn't know anyone else so yeah we can skip that yeah skipping all <laughs> the esports stuff i will say real quick though uh sonic fox winning best esports player that's oh he was, was great i yes. loved him he was an endearing young man and watching him get up there and be himself was really really cool to see yeah. um so yeah shout out to sonic fox um keep doing you boo boo <laughs> uh shout out to him um and best esports game overwatch i love overwatch so play overwatch um so yeah we're gonna start towards the i guess middle of the pack now since we skipped so much uh best multiplayer game with the fortnite y'all got anything to say on that we uh, talked about fortnite a little bit earlier it seems like we're mostly indifferent yeah no i i don't remember the other nom- uh nominees where they probably like cod and stuff yeah, it was uh, Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. yeah Fortnite, when you're up against... It's like, Fortnite is your new your new Minecraft. If it's up against something, it's it's going to win. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. sad, but like, yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, it'd be like that, though. <laughs> I was kind of like hoping, because I knew Fortnite was going to win best ongoing game. I was hoping this was going to Black Ops 4, but eh, I, I'm indifferent. Um, black ops 4 does deserve awards like it's really good yeah and, it is really good i'm not even yeah. mad they took out the campaign anymore and that was a big hump for me to get over yeah oh well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe next year <laughs> maybe next year well i mean like with with campaigns it would have been even better but like yes it's it's not like I don't think taking out the campaign has hurt its fan base very much because a lot of people are playing it for the blackout and like it's still just as big as it ever was and popular. So, yeah. I mean, it, it adapted to what it needed to become with Battle Royale and it's doing it well. And Agreed. Good on Cod. Yeah. Amen to that. So, yeah, <laughs> no hurt egos in that category. We all knew what was going on there. Um, best debut indie game went to The Messenger. Um, did anybody play The Messenger here? No, I don't know what this game is. It looks like a uh, like a huh. nin- ninja side scroller thing. Yeah, uh, I haven't played the Messenger either, but I have you know seen a little bit of uh, gameplay from it. Uh, basically, the whole hook is 
um, you can jump once, but if you hit something while you're in the middle of the air, you gain another jump. And so it results hmm. in you, it results in you chaining things and just getting in that rhythm of jump, swipe your sword, jump, swipe your sword, jump, swipe your sword, just to hit different items. Okay. And it's it's a really cool gameplay hook. But even even though I said that, there's a big twist that happens in the middle of the game that completely changes the type of game it is. Oh. Um, and I don't even want to spoil that because I know some people I've heard people talk about it on podcasts and they're like, I'm kind of bummed because if I didn't know that, that would have been like really mind blowing. So I'm going to give people the chance to have that twist not spoiled for them. But the game com- turns into a completely different genre almost. So, and it, they pull it off well, which is why it won this award. So good on them. Wow. Is it PC only or is it everything? Uh, PC and Switch right now, but I'm sure okay. it'll be on. I'm sure it'll be on PS4 and stuff later. Wow. Yeah. I'll check that so, out. yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> best sports slash racing game, Forza Horizon Four. Uh, seems like since Mario Tennis wasn't hitting it for people, and people don't care about FIFA and 2K if they're in the games industry or Pro Evolution, it seems like Forza was the obvious winner here. A lot of people dug it. Yeah, Forza Four is awesome. Horizon yeah. Four. Yeah, well, yeah, I was about to say Horizon <laughs> 4. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, Forza Horizon, pretty dope. So good on them. Um, one of the few Xbox games, or I guess now many Xbox games that I want to get to once I eventually do get an Xbox One or something Aww. that plays those games. Um, <laughs> so yeah, on to the best strategy game, uh, Into the Breach 1. Um, anybody care about Into the Breach? No, I didn't know about this. Yeah, it's I, uh if you remember FTL. Yeah. Yeah. Same developers. Yep, okay. exactly. Same developers that made a FTL made into the breach. So yeah, I'm super, super hype about well, I'm let me stop lying. I'm kind of indifferent on it, but I think it's really cool that that game won. Um the little indie title beat out, you know, Valkyria Valkyria Chronicles, I feel like is a juggernaut. Yeah. And Banner Banner Saga's been around forever, so um good on them for pulling out a win with their first strategy well ftl was a strategy too but you know i'm just rooting for the little guy good on them (laughs) um best family game went to overcooked 2 which i'm pretty jazzed about as a big fan of the original overcooked haven't gotten to two yet but uh it it beat out stuff like mario party mario party yeah mario party was fairly good this year like that's the thing (laughs) fairly good overcooked 2 is like a masterpiece in couch co-op, if you ask me, or just overcooked in general, just the concept. Mm, I, I just can't really get into it. It's, ah, man. I, can, I get why it is fun. Like if you're really into it, I think I just played it with the crowd. That, that could be it. Wasn't into like the diner dash frantic, like the stuff, what? like it's, it's yeah. a very fast, it's, I don't know. There's a strategy to it's, craziness that i just couldn't really i don't know yeah it's a I subtle know, i don't like it <laughs> i feel bad that i don't really love you, it but yeah you probably just got to play with the right folks so yeah. um yeah no worries there and this is the one category that both nintendo labo and starlink the the games that required things outside of the game to complete um yeah labo had all that cardboard stuff and then starlink was a toys to life game and yeah yeah, those were their two chances. That was their one chance to win, and Overcooked 2 took it. Once again, Indy's taken home a lot this year. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Uh, going on to best fighting game, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. 
uh it's pronounced fighters not fighter z um that took home the gold uh it beat out blaze blue soul caliber 6 and street fighter 5 arcade edition so hey good on them for that one i'm not a lot of people are going to be mad at me for this take but i am very indifferent to dragon ball z so yeah yeah (laughs) i'm sure it's good and congrats if you like it but mm, i'm indifferent um (laughs) I'll let y'all enjoy it, though. Uh, I'm more of a role-playing guy. Best role-playing game. Uh, actually, I, I haven't played any of these role-playing games, so let me stop being a liar. Um, Monster Hunter World actually took home that one. So, good on Monster even, Hunter. Even though it's not a role-playing game. Yeah, that's true. It feels like it feels like more closer to Destiny than it does a Octopath Traveler, if you ask me. But um, a I lot of people dug Octopath it. to win. I didn't play Octopath Traveler yet, but it's it's always intrigued me. I think it looks really, really good. Yeah, I've been rooting for it too myself because it just seems like it had a better, not story of the actual game, but like a narrative to the game itself. Like the mm-hmm. whole one of the first games shown on Switch. It was like the darling that everyone was talking about. Um, I just would have liked to see that get its due, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but um, I guess Monster, Hun- Monster Hunter was a big phenomenon. It had to be recognized somewhere, and I don't blame them for putting it here. So, oh, well, we're good. Uh, best action adventure game, um, beating out Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider-Man, Red Dead 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. God of War took home the gold, one of the first of many awards that God of War would pick up. Um, I think we can all agree God of War, you know, pretty handedly deserved that. I have not played God of War. Oh no. I know. Have... I have I think it's the only thing in that list I haven't played. Oh um, wow. You played Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Oh no, no, I didn't play that. Okay, I was about to say, God damn, you played that but not God of War. What uh, else was there? Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Spider Man. Red Dead and Assassin's Odyssey. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I hear it's it's fantastic. But I wasn't really into God of War back in the day. Um, Dude, that's the reason why people think it's so fantastic. It's nothing like those games. Because it's different? Okay. Because it's incredibly different. Yeah, my friend has it. I'll probably just borrow it from him. But I, I do still very much want to play it. It just wasn't like top of my list. But it's, uh, that is to be decided. I, I thought Spider-Man should have won everything that it was nominated for. Spider-Man is my personal game of the year and i totally was sad that it didn't win like anything you know what uh skipping well i'm not gonna skip ahead or anything but yes spider-man didn't win anything it totally got because i'm i'm a little salty because i felt this way about horizon zero dawn i totally thought last year horizon zero dawn was my favorite game of that year Mm -hmm. and i expected to get something at the game awards didn't get a damn thing um no it didn't win a single award last year wow to to the surprise of many others including me but yeah i i figured spider-man was gonna get horizon zero dawn this year because it's just spider-man's great but there are complaints you could make about spider-man that you can't make for so many of these other games like spider-man still has that oh collect everything on the map type gameplay from you know ubisoft games um it didn't feel like spider-man did anything new it just felt like it was just the best realization of previously existing ideas. Even its combat was very Arkham-ish. You yeah, know? I mean, de- definitely that the Arkham thing. But like, 
I don't know. I just, I still, I've been going back to that DLC every month, and I every time I do, I get lost in it, and I am just blown away by what an absolutely incredible game Spider-Man is. Like, I just can't, I, I, I can't find, off the top of my head, I can't find a single bad thing to say about it. Like the the combat, yes, it's it's a copy, but it takes it and does like like the animations it adds to it. It's much more fast paced, definitely than Arkham. I feel. I agree. Like I agree. Just oh, it's just oh, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to play. Like I would have just as much fun watching it as playing it, and I just get lost in that again. And I've been playing it in the middle of Red Dead, like just going back and doing the DLC. And every time I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with dropping a couple hours in this again. Like, it's just so good. You know uh, what? I I agree with you because I, <laughs> I, I will say Spider-Man is probably the most fun I had playing a video game this year. Like, if I think about it, because I've always said my favorite game of all time is uh, Saints Row 4. And I yeah. say that even though that's like a to most people a mediocre game there wasn't a moment of that game i remember thinking back to both times i've played it where i wasn't having fun and spider-man holds up to that test pretty well um except for maybe the mary jane missions every other moment of that game was like oh this is great oh this is great oh this is great like scared me because i hate like an unnecessary focus on stealth in games Ah, uh, yeah. It's caused me to quit many a game, <laughs> Wolfenstein. But um, oh, damn, we're coming back to that later. <laughs> but like, I just don't like actually <clears throat> Battlefield One. But oh. I can't, I can't handle. I just, I don't find that fun. If you make a stealth game, okay, let's go. But if you're gonna put that in there, no. But even then, like it was, they were short, and they had an end that you could see like you were like okay i'm in this but i'm i know what i'm doing and then it was just over and then you were back into the thing so even then it wasn't much of a lull for me Mm -hmm. yeah i'm right there with you um so yeah spider-man should have got his just due but as (laughs) you'll eventually see in this list did not end up taking anything home but god of war God of War, I'm happy to see it get this award. Um, if it was going to win some stuff, I, I think that was a good one for it to win. So good on them. Mm. Um, best action game went to Dead Cells. Um, I haven't played Dead Cells. Uh, I heard either. it's great. Everyone <laughs> go play Dead Cells. It's a good game from what I hear. Um, <laughs> best VR slash AR game went to Astrobot Rescue Mission on PlayStation VR. That was um, a surprise. You thought it was Beat Saber? Yeah. Yeah, I totally thought it was going to be Beat Saber or Tetris Effect. Just or Tetris, yeah, yeah, because people aren't shutting up about Tetris Effect, and people on like the industry isn't shutting up about Tetris Effect, but like the internet isn't shutting up about Beat Saber. Yeah, and Beat Saber just looks. I haven't played Beat Saber, but it was at a um, it was at um Comic Con that I just went to, and like there was just a booth set up, and people could just play it, and I missed it, it right as they closed it. <clears throat> for the Damn. day but it was just it's it looks like it's insanely fun yeah like beat saber is one of the many reasons i still want a playstation vr yeah. um but yeah i i, I can understand astrobot winning because hearing the praise like i didn't hear much praise but those who did play astrobot 
were literally saying it was like the Nintendo. It was like Mario 64 for VR. Like wow. they were saying how it was like a revolutionary experience. How if Nintendo ever made a VR game, this is what it would be. Like they were talking it up super, super highly. And every time I saw someone play it for the first time, they would confirm those thoughts. So um, I really do feel like this is a case of passion speaking out over popularity. Hmm. Well, the good thing there is that that Astrobot is available in a bundle because I know I was looking on Black Friday. I thought I might get a VR and I'm doing it. But yeah, now you can get the best VR game bundled with your VR. Yeah. And also includes one of the nominees, Moss in that same. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, shout out to uh, PlayStation VR continues to, to be VR. worth it. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Astrobot and the team over there at, uh, I think, Sony Japan. Yeah. Hmm. So good on them. Shout out to the Puppeteer, another game they made. Um, that that game was fun. Uh, best mobile game with the Florence, which I am super happy about. Um, did anyone else here play Florence? I bought it once I found out that people liked it, but I haven't played it yet. I was waiting until I got my new. Did Ooh. so I'm gonna go download it right now. <laughs> yeah, download that now. It is. It literally took me less than an hour to play. Wow. It, it's very short, but it's very smart, very effective. It uses its, its uh, it uses its interface very, very smartly. It tells a pretty cool story in a pretty cool way. Um, and if you are someone who's been in that experience that the game talks about, it will hit you very hard. And even I'm someone who hasn't been in that experience much at all, and I still was like pretty blown away by it. That's probably one of my top ten games just because of. It respected my time too, which I am so big about now. So yeah, Florence is a great game. Um, Alan, you play Florence too, damn it. <laughs> Put it on your phone. It's like three bucks. It's on Android too. Uh, what's the situation you're talking about? The Florence situation. Like you should buy that game. <laughs> the Florence situation. <laughs> yeah, it, it won best mobile game. So I'm trying to make sure. I think. I think it was on sale. That's why I ended up buying it, and it may still be on sale. Like, because um, Apple does its like end of the year best things, best apps sale. Um, but as I'm checking right now, you can now play Inside. Remember that indie game, the Limbo sequel, kind of. Why can't it? Hello, <laughs> I can't hear you. Whoa. Can you hear me now? I I bought it. That was the first game I played because I won an iPad from a Bethesda concert a couple months ago. So I that was the first game I played on it. And I was very pleased. So yeah. I, I, I fuck heavily with Florence. So shout out Florence. Um speak independent game winner was Celeste. Um, Wait, hold game on. What are we talking about? Because my, my computer cause... just got all messed up. Yeah. Oh, Celeste. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, a, it's definitely a great game. <laughs> I completely um, dropped out of the I conversation. I picked it up in the Game Awards sale, Where and I? Um, I already had ten bucks in my wallet, so it only cost me about four bucks. Man, I'm like, I'm like, maybe two hours, maybe one hour into um, the game. I downloaded it, is it definitely um, just like the other day because it was really, on really sale. On... Oh, sorry, uh, so Celeste. I'm just gushing. I have yet about to Celeste. jump into it, but yeah. I plan to soon. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, yeah, we were just talking about Celeste, one best independent game. Um, I don't know if you've gotten your hands on Celeste at all. 
dude, just just wait until you get into it. Because I don't want to spoil like I, I haven't even seen that much of the story to be able to ruin anything for you yet. But from a gameplay perspective, yeah. it's it's that same challenging platforming that you probably already know from trailers. But it's I don't I'm not a big fan of like excessive challenge myself, but it's forgiving enough to where you just start at the at the end of a screen because you're just basically going from screen to screen but you respond at the edge of the screen back to where you started so you're not redoing like hours and you're not redoing like multiple minutes of stuff you're just redoing like oh man i hit that jump well i was looking like you you can jump off walls and stuff right yeah you can jump off walls you can grab onto walls and climb yeah it reminded me of like ori but a more like retro looking thing but I may be yeah. totally wrong in comparing it to that. <laughs> but like, I, it just it looks. Ori has a Ori has a shooting mechanic too, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is not. So don't expect that. No, it has no not shooting. Okay. Did it? I think it was all yeah. like melee stuff, but it was like launching. Like you could just kind of bounce all around. It was more about jumping than like platforming. But oh, um, okay, yeah. I just saw that wall jumping and I was like, oh, that's kind of like that, or like a super meat boy kind of thing. <laughs> well, the wall jumping is very satisfying, but I haven't had many places where I could do it yet. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Celeste is a really good one. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that one won. So shout out to Celeste and uh, Matt Makes Games. Um, cool. and it also won games for impact. So, um, yeah, the without spoiling the story, it talks a little bit about mental health. And some things relating to that. So um, yeah, good that, to see a game tackle something like that. That excites me. I like things like that. Hell yeah. I still things fucking... Like, uh, Hellblade, I haven't played yet, but that's like a big one. Just about to say, I got halfway oh. through Hellblade, and I put it down, and for whatever reason, I haven't come back. Oh. And I know it's like four hours, so I need I could just run through it, but at this yeah. point, I'm going to restart it. Yeah, I want to uh, do it in just one sit down. Yeah, one of these days, maybe during this break, but let me get this Dark Siders 3 review first. Um, <laughs> we've talked about Fortnite, but it won Best Ongoing Game as well, so uh, congratulations to it. Um, best Performance, I'm really jazzed that Roger Clark for Arthur Morgan uh, from Red Dead Redemption 2, Roger won Best yeah. uh, best Performance this year. I was super jazzed about that. Because um, he was able, because I'm someone who loved John Marston in the first game, of course, uh, but Arthur Morgan was just ooh, I love everything about him. And me playing as High Honor, I loved my Arthur so much. He he really nailed that performance and nailed that subtle way where you could tell Arthur, at least in my playthrough, they nailed that balance of you have to show that he's a good guy because of the decisions he's made in the game, but you have to show it without being like overhanded with it. it just very subtle ways. It was it was ah. The subtlety he had to show in that character to show so many things throughout the narrative of that game. Without spoiling it, he has to do a lot of different things with his voice. So, yeah, good on him. He deserved that a million percent. It's um, hard to play a character in, like, so many different, in different ways. Like, he to do it as, like, an awful person playthrough, a super great person playthrough. Because dialogue changes in that game depending on how you're acting. And, yep. like, you'd have to, yeah. It's very, it must be very difficult to do yep. lines so many times in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. It, well, not just the good and evil playthrough. It's literally, there's, there's something that happens in which his vocal inflection has to change towards the end of the game. 
Oh. And doing doing something like that is super impressive. And to keep all those other factors you said, like that's just on another level. So I'm so glad he won that. Congrats to him. He deserves that at 100%. You'll find out what I'm talking about later once you get deeper into the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still trudging along. Yeah. It, it'll be worth it. I, as, as I said to someone else, I don't know if it was on this podcast or not. If If you are feeling tired with the game after Chapter 6, don't feel the need to keep going through the epilogue because the epilogue's cool, but it's just fan service for the first game, so it doesn't feel mandatory. You you could just stop. Well, like there'll still be missions on your map, but yeah, you could just not play the missions. Oh, of course I'll do the missions. I can't just um, leave a game unfinished. Ah, uh, well, in that case, <laughs> yeah, it won't show you with so many other <laughs> games. Well, it it won't show you credits till after the epilogue either, so that might be your uh, deciding factor. Um, uh, but yeah. Anywho, on to the next category, best audio design, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I'm pretty lit about that. Well, actually, I don't know if I am. Best audio design is kind of an ambiguous thing. I really don't have much to say about the audio design specifically in yeah. any of these games, let alone Red Dead 2. But, you know, glad to see they got another award. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So shout out the Rockstar and their <laughs> team. Um, best music. Uh, that one went to Red Dead Redemption 2 once again. I was happy mm-hmm. about this one. Um, I've actually, there's a song that plays when you get back from a certain location and you're going back to camp. Uh, I'm not spoiling it. Uh, there's a song that plays and it is so like, I love that song so much. It's called Unshaken, and it's performed by De- it's performed by uh, D'Angelo, who was a uh, a really big R and B sensation back in the '90s, and he's still making music. He's just low key about it now. Hmm. Um, but man, that song is so haunting. Um, if you want like a good like, just a nice, it feels like a warm blanket. <laughs> like that song, I, I listen yeah, to it, it in was the car really sometimes. Good. Yeah, you've gotten to that part. Well, no, but the one they they, they sang it at the oh, show. Yeah, you're right. They did sing it at the show. Um, yeah, you like they had like literally the people they brought out to sing that Unsaken song at the Game Awards were like the people like that felt like oh the church choir is out here singing cowboy songs like yeah it was like really, the, really good the, like the black church choir like Brother Jenkins is out here singing like yo let's get it. <laughs> uh, it, so that's what that song feels like. It, it has that guttural feeling to it. Nah, it just feels very good. And that song, when I think about it, it makes me sad, but also just, it just, it, the best feeling I can co- equate with that song, Unsa- Unshaken, is like, think about like the best person in the world and he died. And you're just thinking about all the good things he did in the world. Oh. But like he's dead. So you're kind of sad about it. But you're also like, but you're also like, oh, thank God they existed. And you're just feeling warm about everything that did happen, yeah. but also a little bit somber because they're in the past. So that's what that song feels like. And that's what a lot of the music feels like. So good on Red Dead Redemption 2 for capturing a feeling like that. Um, best art direction went to Return of the Oberdin. Now, I've not played that game, but no. have y'all seen it at all? Yeah. Yeah, they it played deserves, a right? trailer of it or something. Awesome. Yes. It made it's me add it to my wish list. I was like, oh, I need this game. <laughs> yeah, that game looks fucking wild. It looks like a Game Boy color. Or not yeah. even color. It just looks like a Game Boy. That's like a Game Boy game. 
yeah, it's it's really cool. So I thought that alone, best art direction, of course. So I'm glad they won that. I'm glad people weren't crazy and were like, oh, Red Dead at Pretty Trees. No, Oprah didn't. Get it. <laughs> no. Um, so shout out to that. Um, best uh I'm gonna do best game direction next. Uh God of War won that. Uh now compared to now, the only other hat I would have had in this race, Spider-Man, you know, good game. Detroit Become Human, decent game, I've heard. Um, you would think it's a great game. I know you. you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad uh, Hunter's gone because he would totally would have been ripping He'd fight me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Detroit was good. A Way Out uh, was good as well. I think that would have been... I think A Way Out is more notable for its direction than anything. But God of War, hearing Corey Barlog has become such a big... Like kind of a low key household name, in terms of just like gaming uh, figures. Like he's up there now with like he's up there with David Jaffe as a personality you know from games. Up there with Peter Molyneux, Todd Howard, all those names. Like you know your Amy Hennings and whatnot. So game God of War winning for game direction. They did so many cool unique things with that game, with making it. Um, you know, no cut for the whole game from the camera, no cut camera. Um, and all the little ways to get around that and, you know, the combat and just the, the axe weapon itself is just such a cool idea. Mm. Like, let's just do Thor's hammer, but like an axe, like that's fucking <laughs> great. Like whoever thought that that's a million dollar idea and it definitely paid off. So, um, and I was really happy to see Corey Barlog get up there and almost cry, uh, again, so um yeah shout out to that team shout out San sony santa monica for winning that um the second last award best narrative uh red dead redemption 2 won this one i'm super happy about that um now where how far are you exactly in red dead you're i want to i'm guessing chapter three no i'm in four is and Denis, right I'm uh four. yeah four is when you go to san Denis. yeah yeah cause... i'm in four i'm in san Denis. i think i'm pretty far in it i just got to um the mission where you help the native american guy oh okay okay good so um, like i'm i think i'm i've done a lot in four um but I, I i mean i i really do enjoy and i think i tweet that everybody on that list has incredible narratives like do you do you have the nominee list there yeah the nominees for that category were uh detroit become human um yeah god, god of war uh life is strange 2 episode 1 and marvel spider-man okay life is strange i started playing the first season and i actually really was enjoying it a lot um and i know a lot of people liked it and i jumped on the bandwagon real late but i gotta go yeah. back to that because the first episode just really drew me in um for the for life is strange 1 yeah the first one. Oh well i'll tell you um, right but now. this is it's totally different. Life is Strange 2 is completely different. Is it good, though? I've heard it's good. The thing I've heard about Life is Strange 2, that the a thing that I heard that makes me want to play it, it's because Life is Strange 1, of course, teenage girls in some random town. Yeah. Um, it's like a teenage drama. Life is Strange 2, literally, it's about two uh, Hispanic people like trying to live their life in a post-Trump world. Oh, wow. Like they're literally references to like build that wall and shit like that. Like I don't oh. think they say his name out loud, but there's like heavy allusions. Is it related to the first season at all? I don't know if there's a direct connection at all from the first season, but there is still some supernatural stuff. Wow. 
like if you guys go out there and play Captain Spirit, the free kind of trial uh, Life is Strange experience that kind of gives you a hint at two. Um, at the end of that, they is kind of how they lead into Life is Strange. Oh, 2. how it connects. Okay. Yeah. It's two brothers, and one of the brothers has like some supernatural abilities that are going to de- develop as the game goes on. But yeah, it's it's in there, man. It is good. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think everybody just really a great job. And Spider-Man's narrative just was great. And whether it's Dude. based on, I don't know, is it based on a comic or is it an original thing? That's a completely original story as far as I understand. Now, yeah. of course, they did take elements from comics, I'm sure, because right. they've been going on so long, you can't do anything completely original with the character that exists. But yeah, they everything was original there. Um, and I really liked how daring they were in Spider-Man, especially with some of that stuff in the ending, um, especially with her in the ending. You know who I'm talking about? What they did to her. What they did to her in the ending. Oh my god, why can't I remember it? Door. <laughs> like my mind is so full of like different games at this point. Oh I man. I, I don't want to spoil it, but like wait, you 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 did beat Spider-Man, of course. You platinumed it, I think, right? Um yes, I platinumed it. Okay, yeah, so you beat it. Um, but yeah, uh it's definitely oh, oh okay. Uh but yeah, it's definitely one of those uh I'm not gonna say what happened, but they no, did a don't. really. There's like oh. a pillar, you know. Oh what I'm my god! About. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> what what they did to her. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, so yes. yeah, that is like crazy that they did that, uh-huh. and they did it so well at that 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 yeah. definitely that alone deserves a spot on this list. But ultimately, dude, once you get, I know you're in your chapter four of Red Dead, but like something crazy happens towards the end of chapter four. And then chapter Ooh. five, I think it is chapter five. It might be chapter. F- something crazy happens. You're less than a chapter away from something really crazy happening. Ooh. And then you come back from that crazy thing and you think it's all going to be normal from here on out. And then an even crazier thing happens. Uh, okay, and good. well, it's something it's something crazy. But if you've been paying attention. They've already shown it happening. Oh, my God. And so, so they've, al- they've already shown by the time where you're at, they've already shown like the start of it. And then the rest of it is going to get to you by the time you're back from the first crazy twist. So, yeah, just you wait, son. Just you wait. That narrative hit me so hard. And um, I wrote about I wrote about this in like a really long post on Instagram. I made once I beat the game. Um, Ultimately, especially in my playthrough, because it is a honorable playthrough it's a game about hope in a hopeless world Mm -hmm. and at a time we just talked about life is strange too when times are like this i needed something like that so yeah yeah. yeah, it's such a fucking great game hit me so much harder than the first red dead and so many other games so uh yeah that definitely deserved it and if you if you ask me i thought it deserved game of the year but that actually went to god of war and that took Um, us all by surprise i think i don't think Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were expecting Red Dead to just sweep that up too with everything yeah. else. But um, I got to be honest, I was kind of, kind of, I was, I was satisfied. I'm not gonna say I was happy, but I was totally content with God of War winning. Um, yeah. because if you think about it, what game got talked about highly praised as much as God of War? Um, 
I think for a lot of people, it was like, oh, there's a new God of War, and they're they're excited, they're interested in it. But so many people hated God of War one through three, and Ascension and all the other ones. So many people hated those games, or yeah. maybe not hated, but were just okay. Hate is a strong word. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people recognized that the gameplay was fun, that the uh-huh. set pieces were impressive, that you know the game was a marvel in a lot of ways. They just couldn't get with the constant anger of Kratos. They couldn't get with the misogynistic undertones of some of those sex mini games. And they couldn't get to, they couldn't deal with the almost fetishized violence, especially when you get into three. Yeah. Like, you know, ripping Helios's head off. It I mean, like, it invented oh. the term hack and slash. Like, God of War was the true, like, pioneer of, uh, senseless murder in video game <laughs> like it was like yeah. just going through killing everything mm-hmm. and from what i've seen of god of war really all i've seen of god of war was the initial uh announcement like oh, i have just that one gameplay trailer i've stayed away from gameplay but i remember because when it was announced i went to the um the e3 playstation in a movie theater Oh yeah, and same. I, I remember being in that room with just the energy of people being like, "What the fuck did we just watch?" Like it was just incredible. All of us like sharing that of him when he throws that axe at the wall and it comes back to him, and then he just takes down the freaking beast thing, and then the this boy comes out. Like it was just all like, "What is this game?" And yep. that's like all I've seen, but it it made me want to play it, and it makes me ashamed in this moment that I haven't played it. <laughs> so, Dude, like, I'm telling you, you really should have picked that up during Black Friday. What it was. Well, I think I didn't because I know my friend has it. Honestly, Dad might have borrowed it from his friend, and it might be downstairs right now. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, it might be in this house, and I'm not playing it, and that makes me an even more ashamed person <laughs> i'll tell you right now we're we're gonna do our game of the year stuff come january um you should get on that like at least yeah. try it out yeah i'll play a couple levels by then because i'm like i'm i'm trying to trudge through red dead as fast as i can and then i was like yeah. oh, i'm gonna go back to odyssey and i'm gonna finish dead but like these are all such huge games but yeah, I'm gonna play a little bit of God of War because I can't let that go. I can't judge a year in its entirety, um, like without, without having it. yeah, without that game in it. Yeah, yeah so I, I do want to be careful though, because the thing I fell victim to, because there's a reason I wanted Red Dead to win over God of War as great as it is. I got hit with the overhype on God of War really hard. Um, I had. Now, God bless them. I'm not going to name them by name, but if they're listening, they're going to know who they are. Um, uh, two friends of mine played through all of God of War in the first weekend it was out. So it came out on Friday. By Sunday afternoon, they were done with the game. And I was wow. like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And they were like, we know life did. We didn't shower or anything. We just played. And I'm like, damn, yeah, y'all are crazy. I, I can't. And you, you'll you'll. Enjoy- appreciate this my friend right now is mm-hmm. playing through the entirety of telltale walking dead like start to oh, finish he's never I done appreciate it that. that's crazy <laughs> and but i've said to him i can't imagine playing that game not monthly 
without huge breaks after seasons. Like, that's a yeah. game you need to just indulge. And he was like, oh, what happens to this character? And then a couple hours later, he's like, wow, that happened to that character. And I'm like, I can't, like, taking in all that information at once, it was, like, just mind-boggling to me. So, yeah, that like, feels I get, preposterous. Yeah, I get what you mean about that, God of War. Like, no, you want to enjoy that over time. Exactly. Like, it, it took me, like, two or three weeks to get through God of War rather than one weekend. And yeah. it's also the it's also the type of game. Um, this isn't really well. It's 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 closer to the modern Tomb Raider games than it is the past God of War games as far as content and size. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's not something I can just run through. It is the type of thing where I want to luxuriate in that world a little bit more. And so and then I say that because they played it and they were like, "Oh my God, there's a twist! There's a twist! There's a twist!" So I'm like, "All right, ready for the twist." this big life-changing twist and then i got there and i was like oh that's a twist okay if i was super psyched about x then i would have been really like psyched about x but i'm not, i'm just not a norse mythology guy so the big reveal at the end didn't hit me as hard you know oh and so I, it's not even like a big twist that they've been building towards it's just like an offhanded thing that's supposed to blow your mind but to me it didn't blow my mind there's a thing right beforehand that I was pretty shocked by, but even then, that didn't like completely retext, re, completely retextualize, re, recontextualize the game for me. But you know, it was still a wonderful game, wonderful combat, wonderful moment. Probably my favorite moment in the whole game is in the middle when you go back. I'm not gonna say what that means, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's some great moments in God of War, but ultimately got a little bit overhyped from friends for me. Um, Because I wasn't planning on picking up at all. And then kind of all the 10s came out. So I was like, all right, I'll buy it. And then um, and then also another thing that ruined it for me, I went for that platinum because I was told it was super simple, super easy. Yeah. I hated that game by the time I was done with that platinum. <laughs> and it's not even for any faults. Yes, the bosses were challenging, but that's just me being stubborn and not turning it down to easy. Um, so I could have gotten through that. Uh some of the challenges were really difficult, but really it was those collectibles. And I realized just how not fun movement is in God of War. Yeah. Because um, it's think of like a Gears of War game, but open world, and you have to use that control set to traverse yeah. the world. Yeah. That wouldn't kind of slow. Yeah. It wouldn't be fun if you had to do that. So, yeah. so yeah, that's kind of the thing that got me bitter on God of War. But is I'm it open stupid. world? Not really. Okay. It's very wide. Huh. Like, okay, I won't say it's wide because it's not wide. It's yeah. like a lot of areas to go to. But all they're right. all... Think of it like... Think of it in a, a traditional God of War game if all, the le- if all the levels were on the map. Instead of it being like Half-Life where it's like you're going down this hall, you're going down this hall, all one way. Imagine yeah. if you visit each level independently. Okay. L- literally, like if you played any of the... 2013 tomb raider and forward tomb raider games it's like that it's literally that exact format okay yeah that makes sense like just a lot wide rooms lots of wide spaces yeah there's like a All wide right. over yeah it's like a wide overworld and then you can and it's really cool but uh but yeah that's that's the reason why i'm not so high on god of war as everyone but it definitely deserved this award so i can't even get too mad at it all right then we'll yeah. let them have it. 
Amen to that. Yeah, we'll let them have that. So, um, and with that, we're going to flip on over to the last big news segment of the night. And that is the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Yes. Now, um, were there any games uh, specifically you wanted to bring up? Because I got a... Do we want to just start with the biggest elephant in the room that we haven't talked about yet from the showcase? Yeah, let's just do that. And then we can just throw, like, we can just quickly go down the list of it and talk about them. But, like, yeah, we should... We can't just dodge the big thing yeah i <laughs> that, agree that is very um, dear to our hearts amen to that so speaking of dear our our dear little clementine is back oh, be- thank because God. they have announced the release date for uh episode three of the final season of the walking dead it's going to be january 15th uh, so um little over a month we're finally going to see how this story ends pretty soon um we saw one more episode after that, but yeah, we're I'm excited about it, man. And that trailer sure did just snatch my weave. Like, goddamn it, trailer it feels- had me crying at work watching it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, and it wasn't <laughs> even like that big a deal. It was like, was that like new dialogue, or was it's, that old stuff? Half of it sounded like new dialogue. I think they actually brought him back to do some new stuff. And that's what kind of hit me even harder because I was like, oh, this is like, we're all, whether that dialogue's in it or not, because I don't think there's going to be some big, like, Mufasa in the sky <laughs> thing going on. Oh, <laughs> but, like, just that trailer was what I needed. Like, that was, as a fan, that showed me it's going to be okay. Like, we're going to be okay. <laughs> it was yeah. just so good. Like, that was so good. I, I, what I think they might do, I think they might pull a uh season two where should i Ooh, i don't want to spoil it there is a shot there you do get to quote unquote revisit lee in season two if you remember that what was it do you remember the scene in season two where you get to quote unquote revisit lee yes okay yeah i i, I imagine them doing something again. um okay so i i could totally see something like that but uh yeah, man, I'm really just happy that this, this series is going to get its proper ending. And I'm really excited during the showcase they announced this. They actually formed a completely separate team uh, for yeah. all the X. Ex- There's like 40 plus Telltale developers that they 40 got. people in the old offices, and they're called Still Not Bitten. And it's so cute. Yeah, man. It's like so like accurate. Like It's when- like it's all worth it. Like they're not lost because i've been mm-hmm. like just so sad like you wrote a you have a thing didn't you write like a eulogy for them or something yes uh i will I, i'm gonna go ahead and announce this i'm writing a uh a, a eulogy for telltale um i'll be putting it out now that this release date so i'm gonna be putting it out closer to then because people will be thinking about telltale a little bit more but yeah, yeah I, i've been writing that and about it and it's, it's sad stuff man but like we're yeah they're, I, they're I okay they're doing okay I'm glad I'm happy that they're gonna get to see their baby through yeah a lot of them I'm not gonna lie side note whenever you, God I don't know if I want to say that whenever <laughs> I hear someone say it was all worth it in an exhausted tone I think of this video I saw on the internet and it's a very graphic video so I might not talk about it on mic. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even violent. It's just a lot. <laughs> I oh. might, 
I might talk about it once we're done recording. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting video. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's pretty much the biggest announcement. Uh, other than the uh, Project Judge stuff from the Yakuza team, we talked about yeah. it earlier. Um, other than that, that is the biggest announcement that happened. The rest were a bunch of different indie games that came out. Uh, well, some of them came out. Uh, most of them just getting announced or talked about. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Anthem also, I should mention. Anthem, the game that we were all indifferent on, that actually got uh, some time in this showcase as well. They put out a six-minute trailer breakdown from the Game Awards trailer. Yeah, um, and I watched that. I was going to bring it up earlier. Like it's just kind of... I watched the breakdown, and it yeah. just... It seemed like they were telling me it was just going to be Destiny. And Dang. it kind of let me down. Like it was like, oh, you have you have a team. They established who the team members were, and then yeah. they said, like, one of your team members can kind of like see everything. So that was kind of like that that dude with the white cloak at the uh, in Destiny, but like oh, sees yeah. everything. And then they were like, oh, these are the different suits you can have. They call them javelins. And he's like, here's a ranger, here's a titan or something. And it was like, oh, well, those are just our classes from Destiny. And then they were like, and this is the bad guy. And he looks just like he came out of Destiny. Like, it's just, <laughs> it just looks like a reskin of Destiny. And I mean, Third person. I, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a super pretty game. And that the flying mechanics are going to be so much fun, I think. Because I'm just, all I think about is when it was announced and they got that gameplay and it was like, wow, this looks awesome. But the more I hear about it, the more I think, oh, it's Destiny. And then even if it's not Destiny, it's still an online, uh, a, a huge online game that I'm just not, it's just how I am. So yeah. I'll play it and I'm, it may be great because Destiny can be great. And I, I said once before that like, there's a huge community behind Destiny and they'll stick with it and every online game has a massive so if it's good then it'll do great but for me uh i mean the thing for me and anthem there's there's two different base philosophies of games are you making a product or are you making art and yeah. some people make products i black ops 4 is more of a product if you ask me that is a Oh, is there enough content here so I can play with my friends so we can have a good time for this amount of hours? Like, I, I need to get my daily dose of fun. Um, and that's totally fine. Some games, you got your single player of Red Dead Redemption 2, you got your Walking Dead, you got you got all these games that are like trying to say something, trying to do something, trying to say a narrative. I don't, I'm still I still don't know where Anthem is. Is Anthem giving me all this lore as a backdrop for the give me my dose of fun or is it going to actually be t trying to say a story trying to tell me something I, I just don't know what it is from the promotional materials we have and well, if you think about it what kind of what online games are art <laughs> like is it any online game like a big online game like that just kind of a product i don't know I mean, it's got me thinking i mean even destiny i'd say its narrative was getting closer to like trying to say well, I well, let me just straight up say this this argument kind of feels dirty because it's implying that certain games aren't art. And I don't really wanna yeah. 
do that too much. No, but we love I think games. <laughs> yeah, we love all games, but like I think the I think it's I want to make it understood that I'm more talking about like oh, is this a product or are you trying to is this a creative vision or is this like a like cuz like if you if you ask me like a Call of Duty game is a lot like a board game where you're just trying to design the numbers and everything and the yeah. factors and you're less it's less about like the lore that you wrote on the note cards for all the game pieces, you know? Right. So, um, so I, I don't know what Anthem could be. I, I'd imagine that if it's anything like Destiny, Destiny did have a story and it did have a narrative it's trying to say, and I could and I can trust Bioware to pull off something like that well. Um, but is the question going to be, am I gonna play through that story in 10 to 20 hours? And then it's just going to be an open world where I drive around with my friends and shoot loot. Or is that going to be fun by myself? Yeah. Like, Because my big problem with Destiny was, here's our missions. Now you're going to replay those missions to get the loot treadmill. And I'm like, I don't want to replay missions. Like, mm-hmm. give me an yeah. actual structure in which the content can be repeated and be You don't want to grind. Like, grinding yeah. is, is old stuff. World of Warcraft things. Well, like, we don't, you don't, people don't want to do that as much. Well, it's less about the grind, but make me feel the grind less. Like, yeah, Call of Duty is a game. Like, if if especially me, I'm a fan of the multiplayer. That game is about the grind. Like, you're just going through the levels, getting your guns and everything. But it doesn't make any. Like, it's not trying to hide that fact. It's literally like, here's your arena, shoot people, get get XP, and that's the whole game. Mm-hmm. But in Destiny, it's like here's this grand here's all this dialogue here's all this story and everything here's this big narrative arc for everything you're doing and i'm like all right that's great the first time yeah and then you expect me to come back here oh it's harder now so you're getting more loot i don't want to see the same i don't want to replay the same yeah. story i rarely replay games that have stories i like so exactly that's me yeah. <laughs> like i don't like going back to things but like exactly. yeah and then it's just like oh we changed the I mean, it's mm-hmm. a little harder, but you're yeah. getting better stuff. Isn't that rewarding? Mm, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to like, remember my first time. Exactly. That's why I was so interested in Gambit mode when that uh, came out in Forsaken. And I, I still like that mode, but because it's, you know, it's know effectively, it's basically, it's actually really cool. It's uh, it's horde mode, but competitive. So okay. it's, it's, I think it's four players on one side and then four players on a on the same map but just like on a different instance so you're not like fighting against each other on the same map you're and just so, seeing who can do it better yeah so you're basically wow. just killing killing ai enemies a whole bunch and you're just killing a whole bunch of them and you're collecting these moats kind of like kill confirmed from call of duty if you remember that yeah I um that. yeah you're picking up these moats and then you have to fill up your your little you have to take the moats back to a machine insert them into this big machine and first team the 75 moats wins but the thing that makes it interesting if you bank up a lot of moats because you can carry uh i think 10 moats at 15 moats at moats um if you put in 10 moats on the other team when you put in those 10 moats the other team will spawn like a small monster and you got to shoot them before you get before your before your machine opens back up huh so it's kind of a way to block them from inserting moats, and it's a really cool idea. It, it's been free a couple times in the regular base Destiny Two game. Um, but oh, yeah, it's like a DLC new yeah. thing. Yeah, it was okay. part of Forsaken. Yeah, that's the thing. 
Huh. But um, yeah, it's one of the reasons I've thought about multiple times picking up Forsaken. But the thing I keep coming back to, for as fun as that mode is, and I really like the multiplayer too, but I just don't feel like repeating the story all the time just to yeah. get these things. Like, like more power to people who want to do that, but not for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we'll see if Anthem ends up being that. But um, yeah, they had some more information. So do hit up uh, Kind of Funny Games, uh, their YouTube. Um, or you can just go at Kind of Funny Games on Twitter and all this stuff that we're going to talk about is there. But yeah, they had plenty and plenty and plenty of indie games, a lot of which looked really cool. Um, so uh, do you want to, is there an indie game you had in mind or should I go ahead off real quick? Um, go with your list because I have like a massive everything there is one thing i want to talk about forgotten but i'll save that till the end okay Um, but yeah you go with your list okay (laughs) no problem um let's see one of the biggest games on there that i thought was really cool um let me see if i can find it moving out was a game that i thought was dope yeah i i think that's gonna be on a lot of our list that game's a, a one that's popping up a lot um, it basically looks like the chaos, the cooperative uh, chaos of Overcooked, but with mm-hmm. moving furniture. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks really cute. Like all the characters are just smiling aggressively <laughs> and continuously. Which nobody and really does when they're moving out. <laughs> no one exactly. Has that much fun. More strained faces, but um, <laughs> it just has that like physics physics based, like fun gameplay look to it. Um, the art style is really bright and just aggressively colored, which I like. And it just looks like a recipe for a lot of, you know, fun physics-based chaos with friends. Um, it, it's just like it's such a great idea. Um, yeah, it looks real so fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward I to think that it's, one. Is it couch co-op? It must be. I, I'm sure it's couch co-op. I mean, they they haven't announced anything to say if it's couch co-op or not. But um, smgstudio.com is, you know, the people making it. They have no Twitter handle, so I can't even say that. But, yeah, they got some hot shit going on there. And I'm excited for moving out. And I'm almost certain that it's going to be a uh, couch co-op game. But, you know, we don't know anything yet. Um, So going on through the rest of these, uh, let's see. There was another one I liked. Goodness. Uh, Oh. So, as people might know, if they read my introductory article when I announced that I was, you know, writing for Lost Hero, um, Guacamelee is my one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. I still haven't gotten around to the sequel, but they announced some new DLC for it. It's Shirtless Arachnid Man and Portillo are in Guacamelee too. Portillo's um, in it? I yeah. didn't see that part. Oh, yeah, literally. So, for, for you who... For you guys who are not in the know, kind of funny zone. Greg Miller has been doing this shirtless Spider-Man thing on Twitter. This whole gag for in the many months leading up to Spider-Man's release, and um, it kind of blew up. He's actually in Spider-Man as that character as well. Um, it's an Easter egg, so yeah, he's in this game, Guacamelee Two, as shirtless Spider-Man. But you know, copyright, so shirtless Ratnet Man, but. <laughs> In Guacamelee, um, one of the big parts of Guacamelee is that you can shrink down to a chicken in order to do certain puzzles and stuff. And the version of Greg that he shrinks down into is just, it's Portillo. Oh, that's awesome. 
and because Guacamelee 2 lets you actually do fighting in combat as a chicken, you can fight people as Portillo, and he has little as cute Portillo animations. Dog. Yep. He's the best. He, he is. He's freaking outstanding. Um, <laughs> and he, like, growls and everything. It's Fan great. Favorite. I love him. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's really cool to see Guacamelee, uh the guys over at Drinkbox do something uh really fan servicey like that cuz really uh when the first Guacamelee came out it was uh, Greg and Colin giving that a lot of props back on the original. I don't know if it was Podcast Beyond back then or if it was PlayStation PS I love you. Um but yeah, they were I think were it was really Beyond. Like, that was that was a while ago. Yeah, I want to say it was like 5 years ago. So that's definitely yeah close to when they were about to leave so yeah uh good on them good on Drinkbox for doing that that was really cool um looking through here some more for other games that really blew my skirt up <laughs> uh, i will say real quick shout out to uh away the game yeah uh yeah uh it's the one i was really surprised because the trailer that they showed in the showcase started with like a french guy saying here's our game it's called the way and it looks like this and then the most japanese art you could imagine popped up yeah it's and france like, and japan working together yeah it's like collaboration between french and japanese developers it's really crazy there's anime cutscenes and stuff but it the looks gameplay like seems all the gameplay yeah. looks like a parappa the rapper kind of yeah like paper mario looking fps thing like it just yeah. looks really interesting yeah, it's a lot of 2D characters and 2D art in 3D environments. It's really trippy, but it's it's also really cool. It has that like Duke Nukem vibe. Yeah. As far as like just the technology on display. Yeah, it looks um, like a Doom in a paper world. Exactly. Um, it's starting, it says coming starting from February 5th on their Twitter. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but it will oh, maybe be. Maybe it's a like a Kickstarter. Ooh. It's starting. Fire. And maybe no, no it, it must be, be real. I think it's I don't think it's a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um because if it was a Kickstarter, I think they would have linked to it or said something about it in their bio. Right. But um really it's happening. Yeah. So it February 5th, look out for it on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, so that one was really cool. Uh I gotta figure out this other game. Oh yeah, not my car game. Dude, that one looked yeah. really sick as well. Now, it is one of the, there was a handful of Battle Royale games in the showcase, which, you know, to some people's chagrin, they aren't fans of that genre, thanks to the popularity of Fortnite, probably. But I really dig the look of this one. It's an all-car combat game. So it's, uh, it's vehicular combat, but it's Battle Royale. It sounds dope. It's on early access on Steam right now. Um, actually, I went to their website, signed up, and I got access into it. So Really? Yeah, it's pretty simple. I'm pretty sure there's not too many people talking about it, so you can probably get yourself a code right now. Um, wow. It's literally just type up "not my car game" into Google. That's how I found it. Um, yeah, it. I I don't know if my PC will run it. Yeah, but, me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, this is still a code from some. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. Um, and if I can get it to run, or if I get a new PC with my tax return next year, like I'm hoping. Um, then it sounds like a move, but yeah, yeah that's one like PUBG uh -huh. and Rocket League together. So it sounds yeah. really interesting. It literally looks like that from the gameplay as well. So um, <laughs> it's definitely impressive. Cool. Um, looking through here, um, a new looks pretty cool. Uh, a new, the distant light. It looks like a 
2D, like kind of 2D side scrolling shooter. Yeah, that was um, a platformer kind of thing. Yeah, but it yeah. looked like it looked like the weapons were very physics based. Like they only showed literally like five seconds of gameplay. But they had this one uh, rocket launcher where you shot the rocket, but you can like control it in the air. So wow. it was very, and it looked like you were like, it looked like it was being controlled by springs or something. Like it, it just looked very floaty in a way that I thought was really cool, kind of like what Little Big Planet did. Hmm. I know, I know, a lot of people didn't like Little Big Planet for its floating controls and stuff, but uh, the just the weapons in the new look, they all look like they have a little hook that's physics based because the rocket launcher. You control the rocket in midair. There's also like a like a like a beam rifle, and I saw him bounce it off of like multiple walls. And wow, so I did not see that yeah. as much. <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention to it, I guess. Well, I was really engaged when I saw that because I was like, "Yo, that looks cool," and um, it just looks really neat to me. Um, so I want to give a shout out to that, even though I barely saw anything of it. Um, so yeah, shout out to that one. Uh, and other than a new, I had wreck out. Wreckout looks really cool. Yeah, there was um, a lot of cool looking party games that looked really fun. Wreckout was one of them. Yeah, Wreckout was probably the party game that I was most uh, interested in because it looks like um, literally it's very similar to um, you, you take your uh, God, what's the car combat game or the car soccer? Rocket League. Rocket League, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Um, it looked like just 1v1 Rocket League, but instead of goals at the end, it's like the Breakout Bricks that you guys might remember from the classic game breakout yeah it's like breakout yeah yeah and then it's just a battle of breaking out all the blocks on the opposite goal on the opposite side and you're you're like whiplashing the ball it's not just hitting the ball you're like it's chained to the back of you and you like whiplash it and then you can like lose control of the ball and everything and instead of it being like oh man i gotta like hit the ball into the right spot you have more control and you can like actually with intention throw the ball at the side you're wanting to, which is oh, something wow. that appeals to me. Cause that kind of annoys me in Rocket League. It's like, okay, I gotta get the right angle and everything. It's too much for me to like want to think about in a party game like that. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate Wreck Out having it to where, all right, now the ball's in your possession, you can like throw it. Like that's really cool. Huh. Um so yeah, I dig that. Uh Supermarket Shriek. Uh that looks like it's just going to be a load of fun. Yeah, that um, looked interesting. Yeah, it's basically, you know, a goat and a dude in a soup in a shopping cart drifting just riding around. around. Yeah, literally just drifting around. And I don't know how it controls hands-on at all, of course, but just looking at it, it looks like you can only it looks like the cart goes forward no matter what, and you control it by like amplifying the screams of either the goat or the person. <laughs> and then like you turn right or left based off of that oh wow that's what it looks like just looking at the 48 seconds of gameplay they showed that's the vibe <laughs> i'm getting and if that's how i control that sounds wild and i i just want to see how that hmm. is oh, oh and it's going to be on xbox cool. so yeah that's going to be the platform um Good. so yeah i'm interested in that one uh falcon age looks cool Falcon Age looks um, awesome, but it's VR only. But again, another VR game coming back. We had VR games and VR thing, and I was pretty happy about that. Exactly. Um, I, I it does look cool, but once again, I don't own VR. That's the type of game where, you know, that's on sale for twenty or less. I definitely mess around with Falcon Age. It looks very cute. A lot of owls are just oh, cute as hell. <laughs> 
but um yeah that that's one where uh, I, I i like how it looks i don't know if i'll get around to playing it anytime soon yeah and um and then probably the last game i have on here that i want to talk about is uh, a fold apart um, yeah a fold apart looks really it looks it's adorable yeah it's very adorable it's like uh, about love stories and all that stuff um and so i'm kind of a sucker for stories like that sometimes so um depending on what mood i'm in when it comes out that could be a potential game of the year for me or it could be something I'm like oh dude connect i don't know um <laughs> and then just the, the the folding paper mechanic of it where yeah you get two levels on the same paper and you have to fold it in different ways to get them around the platforms like that just seems like a great idea yeah so really shouldn't that one gives the the vibe just the the aesthetic of it not artistically but like the gameplay aesthetic reminds me of tearaway a little bit because yeah that played with paper that's what as i was well. thinking but then i was like oh it doesn't it's it's not like similar to it at all it's just the paper mechanics of it are i like things that deal with that yeah it's a very physical mechanic you know yeah yeah i like it like if it well it is on switch so that's definitely going to transfer but if it was on vita that would be cool too um doubt it will be though uh <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty much all the games I had. It sounds like you might have had some other ones. That um, I didn't yeah, know. I'll just I'll speed through my list. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. I had never heard of At Sundown, but that looked interesting as a party game. It's um, free on Discord right now, actually. Yeah, what what does that mean? Is Discord we we're using Discord right now? I've yes, never used it for anything but recording this podcast. Well, I don't know Still? if you're on Discord. Well, disc. Well, of course you're on Discord, but if you download it, because they do have the web version you can use, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine, and does everything you need it to. Yeah, I downloaded you, it. Yeah, if you downloaded it, they have that store towards the, I guess like the controller icon at the top. That's oh. the home. Yeah, there's a whole store with a bunch of different games in there, and they've they've been selling games for like a month or two now. Like it's been going on for a while, and now they're trying to infuse it with a couple free games and at at sundown i actually claimed a while back um i haven't played it of course but it's it is a free game you can pick it up on discord right now um is it at sundown oh no i'm wrong it is not free okay mad mad machines is a free discord game that was on there a while back oh okay but well, yeah, at, at sundown, it says it's going to be, yeah, it was on Discord now, January 22nd, everywhere else. Um, it reminds me of, did you play Nintendo Land on the wheel? Nintendo, wait, which one? Remember Nintendo Land? Like the one that was... Like, oh, different... yeah. Yeah, I believe that's what it was. I think Nintendo Land had it. It may have but I'm pretty sure it's Nintendo Land that had like a Luigi's Mansion where one person was the ghost like you were ghosts and then you were me's with flashlights and you had to like feel the vibration in the controller to find where the ghosts were that were chasing you like it was such a weird little concept of a game because all nintendo land was was like party games where the the person who had the wii u controller could see the whole map but you were watching the tv like trying to figure out what you had to do while the Wii U controller person that they were doing. Like, it was just, it, it was a really fun little party game collection. But I think wow. it was that one had the Luigi's Mansion. And it just reminded me of that because it's like trying to chase each other with 
flash from what I got of at sundown at least it looked like huh. <laughs> you were like running around with flashlights trying to I may have the game all wrong <laughs> but it, it like, does have that it says stealth shooter in the genre so yeah I'm, I'm thinking that's what it is so that's what I got reminded of and I was like oh this sounds interesting I need friends to play this with <laughs> um so that was the yeah. list um, yeah I, I will say I kind of got it wrong it is free, but just oh. this weekend. Oh, so it's a free weekend. Um, it, by the time this podcast goes out, it's probably not. Hey, gonna it'll be, be it'll be but done. If, if you want to claim it while we're recording, <laughs> you can if you want to. Yeah, but I'll yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, yeah, next game. We talked about Toe Jam and Earl. Um, Wait, did we talk about Toe Jam and Earl on podcasts? I think so earlier. No, nah, I think that was, was here. I think that was before we recorded. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm interested. It looks funny. I never played the originals. Did you? Um, nah that that's before my time, sadly. But uh, it does look pretty cool. Freddie Prince Jr. is involved, so that's neat. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Um, but not much to say about it. That comes out March first. Um, Quarantine Circular. That was ridiculous. That is that be the getting... Mike Bittle. Yeah, it's a Mike Bithell game who made Thomas Was Alone. And and um, he's like, I don't know if he's a one-man team or if he just has a couple people. I know Thomas Was Alone he made alone, but I think he has more people now. Um, yeah, I think he has a small team now, yes. Yeah, but it was like the the art looked really pretty, and it was like all text-based, and it looked really interesting. It was like... It's out now. It said out now. Avoid spoilers. So I think it's like really heavily story based, um, but it's it's a Switch exclusive, which is pretty cool because I remember I th- Volume is a PlayStation exclusive, right? I believe still. I think it's on PC as well, but yeah, oh, it's okay. been PlayStation for a while. But um, like, yeah, it was pretty cool that Switch gets their own exclusive of a game that that he made. Because I mean. Thomas Was Alone is on my top 10 games list that I put on the site, and it's just, it's fantastic. We were talking about it today in our chat that we want to replay it, and we might do like a little series about it. Um, I never beat it, so that might be a good thing to join in on. Yeah, we were thinking about maybe doing like a book club kind of thing with like indies. Start with that one. For smaller titles, I definitely agree. Yeah, so that would be kind of rad if we did Thomas. That is just an incredible game about shapes. <laughs> like it's just very story based. So yeah, I decided to have another Bethel game coming out. Yeah. Um let's see. We talked about moving out. Um single player or single team things that did you see Adams ascending? Yeah, that that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that looked really good for one man studio. Um yeah. And that's on Kickstarter. I, originally, I was like Battlefront. Like it looked a lot like a like it was so wow, uh, really. Like, it was so realistic looking. I was like, wow, is this Battlefront? And then it ended up I mean, being like something about the first space. part. The first part of that was a live action. It was. It was live action. Yeah. Okay. But then just like, the sure gameplay, you like no, 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 <laughs> no. The gameplay. I was just wow. This it looked like a um, like a Tatooine level or something. But I think it's about like Mars or like surviving on a planet i don't know yeah. it looked really interesting it, it seems uh, like a, a no man's sky rogue like 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looks um, interesting. I hope hope that Kickstarter goes well for him. And then what else did I have? Wild Eight. Did you see that one? That looked really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm interested in the in what the gameplay looks like for that because I I dig that art style, um, and I dig the. I don't know if it is narrative based, but it seems like the story they're trying to talk about of you know in working with nature rather than against it. I dig that idea, but I don't yeah. know what that game is. I don't know how it plays. I don't Wait. know if it's about like a group of people who live in the wilderness or if it's a post-apocalyptic thing or what, but it has to Apparently, do with like what? It's a plot-driven survival co-op game. Okay. So, I know it has so, online co-op. Yes. Um, I don't know if that means, oh, it's going to be a, is it a survival game in the vein of Fallout 76 or Rust or something like that, but it's plot driven. I'm wondering how they're going to do that. I'm, I'm interested because I definitely dig the, the aesthetics, not just the art style, but just like narratively I, I'm liking it. So I just want to see more from it. I want to see actual gameplay at some point. Yeah. That drew me in. Um... Indeed. Ape Out looked cool. It yes. was like Hotline Miami with a gorilla. I've been saying Harambe Miami. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's very apt. Yeah, and it was just like, I think your goal is just to escape a building, but there really didn't look like much. Like, he just looked kind of invincible. Like, what I love about Hotline Miami strategy, don't think you need that, like, they're really, it's intense. Um, but this just looked like, oh, I'm a big monkey and I'm running through through buildings. Like, I don't know. I hope that there's more strategy than what we saw. But it looked really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. It definitely looked uh it looked pretty cool. I don't think it's gonna be a case of where you're invincible. I think because you can't shoot or anything, either it's probably the choice of, oh, do we make the enemies really, really hesitant to fire back? Or do we make them, you know, very, like, make your health very high? And it seems like they might still be working out that balance. This does come out, what, February 7th after all, right? Or 5th? Oh, I don't even, I didn't write down the date. Oh, it's fine. It comes out early, early February. So be on the lookout for Switch and PC, I remember, on that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what exactly to or as far as, like, difficulty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed I really dig the idea of, oh shit, this 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 animal, this wild animal broke out and it's gonna kill us all. Yeah, and it it was a very like a like very raw point blank take of it, like especially like the the vibe of when you fell off the side of the skyscraper and it's just the sound of him falling and then hitting that yeah. car. I'm like shit. That like feels <laughs> that feels very abrupt and and raw. And, yeah, and you way. felt it. <laughs> you felt for that yeah. monkey. <laughs> exactly. And it wasn't like, damn. It, it, what I thought of was there's this one Spike Lee movie, the name of which I do not know, where a guy just jumps, off, jumps out of an office building and just lands on a hot dog cart and dies. Huh. And it's very gruesome. It's not like Jeez. overly violent. It's just very like, yep, he fell. And that's a body that just hit this thing at a very high speed. And it kind of sucks to see. And it was just very like didn't glorify it, but also wasn't like unrealistic about it. That's what it. That's what the vibe of the game feels like. It's just like, yep, this animal broke out, and it's just gonna kill everyone. Yeah, until it like, kills itself. 
Yep. <laughs> like that's that's unhinged wild for you. So oh. I'm interested to see how that's gonna be. It's probably gonna be fun, but I have a feeling that the vibe of that game might be like surprise people or be be of note, I think. Yeah. Um yeah. I just had two more things and then and then my thing, but just like I'll cut it down in the interest of time. Cause oh, I know that I'm yeah. I'm I'm killing it again. Every time I'm on here we Nah, you're good. <laughs> just go don't, off. Cause you you forget I don't have a class to go to oh, I'm fine. So <laughs> I'll be up yeah. all night. <laughs> um, I actually will be, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to talk about Collapsus real briefly because I think that that's like one that's probably just gonna get oh it's whatever it's like a mobile game because it literally is. Um, right well, now it's, it's on. It's on. I know it is gonna be on Vita. I was so excited. I played this at PAX East, um, and it was like hidden away in a corner. And that's what I love about the game conventions is like. I don't go to like the PlayStation boots immediately. I take a left turn and go around the whole thing. Like it's all about the little games that are hiding in the corners that will be the hidden gems. And um, this one had a couple iPads sitting out and it's like the perfect, like bejeweled for a new generation. (laughs) Like I just, if you like, if you like match threes, but you don't like just, I mean, they, they're mundane. They're always like the same thing. And then they try to, um, they try to make them cool by having like characters fight on top of them. Or It's always the same gameplay ultimately. Yeah. It's like the same thing, but this one, like you take it's motion based. So you have your entire screen. And if you want to, everything is going to fall like, like they do. So if you make a, make a line, it disappears and everything drops. But if you turn your your phone or your Vita or whatever from, yeah. or it's on PC right now, or you can go to consoles, they'll have them. But if you change the entire board from like portrait to horizontal, you can then have the lines fall a different way. And it will just completely shape, change the way that it goes. And then there's like other uh, match threes, they have like power-ups and stuff but you can shape the entire board to go your way. So you don't, you're not just sitting there. Like you're just, I just felt more uh, like huh. more into it than like I was actively doing something with a strategy than just, Oh, there's, there's three gems that'll line up and make a line. Like it huh. just, and, um, and I was playing it in like an endless and I just didn't stop. <laughs> like I just kept going until I was like, Oh, I'm going to be here all day so i've wow. been i've been talking about this for a while i think i wrote something once on a site about how much i loved it and then i've just been talking about it and then i was really surprised that it showed up in the showcase because i was like who who is talking about this game but it being on vita is really interesting because i mean yes we probably have our phones on us more often than we have our vitas but still it's something that like i, mean, I don't know if I'm not playing my phone for games most of the time. Well, then you'll have it on your Vita. And if there's like trophies or something, exactly. It's even more. (laughs) That sounds like a great, like if it comes out at the beginning of the year, that sounds like the great last Vita game to be out on PlayStation plus. Yeah. And it's not like a, Oh yeah. It's like a plus game. Cause there's been like plus games of like, wasn't there one that was like a, not too long ago. They had squares. (laughs) I don't like, know if you remember squares squares. It's literally the entire game is just like you tap. You got to tap all these squares 
in the right order in the time limit and they reward you based off of how fast you go but like it gets really dastardly because then it's like okay you gotta tap these squares but then you gotta like slide this square over to this square and then like slide this over here slide this over here then it unlocks the rest of the field then you just tap the rest of them oh geez no i don't i hope i downloaded that i probably did but i don't yeah it was free like maybe three months ago Um, okay like sometime in the fall i'm sure i did yeah it's a it's a really small disposable game and once once a level gets too hard for you there really isn't much else for you to play in the game until you beat that level but it's a it's a good one um yeah this uh collapses looks a lot like a game like that where especially because i like match threes a lot um i've been known to actually own a handful of match threes that i've actually purchased on vita um yeah like especially uh what is it montezuma blitz um well that's the free version but there's a montezuma 4 that's like a full montezuma game i bought that on vita and i got like halfway through it Uh, it's it's a good one um so yeah i'm not i'm not adverse to puzzle games on vita i actually dig them quite a bit so puzzle games they get and and we yeah about them but like mobile games get a horrible rap and they like there's something i mean we were just saying that like tetris effect is getting critically acclaimed you have basic puzzle games that are still being built on and becoming like they're, they're still pumping out awesome shit and like i spent I think my entire freshman year trying to get to level 100 on Bejeweled on my iPod. Oh, boy. That was all I did. And I played it in classes, and I played it on the bus, and I don't think I did much else. And, like, (laughs) I just got addicted. And it got me into, like, bigger mobile games, because that was, like, when I got my first iPhone and stuff, and, like, I was just doing, playing these mobile games. But, like you can still have a blast with a Bejeweled or a Tetris or something. And mm. they try to make things like so much more with, there was a time where every game was getting the match three. I think they made like a Pacific Rim match three. There's a Knack <laughs> like, match three out there. A Knack one? Yeah, there's a Knack match three that gives you rewards in the game. Oh my God. <laughs> or actually, I don't think you get rewards from the game anymore because they probably down those servers, but I made sure to get all that shit before they took it down. Wow. Oh, yeah. was it? It wasn't Pacific Rim. It was Godzilla, because I remember I played that Ooh. one. I, I faintly <laughs> like, remember that. Actually, yeah. there was just like so many like people try to do too much with them, and sometimes yeah. you just can't beat a basic puzzle game. And Collapsus does that for me. It scratches that itch, and I think that people should try it when it comes out. Yeah, so a lot of those. To see. A lot of those smaller, more disposable experiences, because not just puzzle games. I'm actually a big tower defense fan too. Yeah. Because it's like the most basic type of strategy game. So like Bloons is a big mobile game that mm. I play a lot. And I know it doesn't exist anymore, but I've been trying to catch, trying to chase this high forever. There's this Flash game called Vector Tower Defense, Vector TD. It's on, it was on CandyStand.com. And oh. I have never been able to find that game on any other platform for as long as I live. Except it was a PlayStation Mini like oh, a wow. long time ago. And I used to play it on my PSP so much, and it has not been on any other platform since. So if anybody knows the CandyStand.com or anybody <laughs> who works there, I need to find. I need to get trophies for Vector. <laughs> like if I can get was, that on Vita or something, I'd be in heaven. 
was Bloons a PlayStation Mini? Bloon, the original Bloons was a PlayStation Mini, but now okay. they're on now they're on five and it's on PS4. So Oh wow. Yeah. I actually own PlayStation Minis. Those were so good. Dude. They were just flash games on your PSP. Yes, it was perfect. It was brilliant. I'll pay two bucks for a flash game that I played. Yeah, in high they were school. super cheap. Like, why not? Hell yeah, man. Oh man, that was such a great idea. Why'd they take it away? They were the closest to like emulators on your PSP of like things that you played in yeah. computer class. Damn. Oh man, yeah. reminiscing. Uh, so yeah, was there a, besides collapses? Was there? Said I think you had a couple more. Yeah, yeah. My last thing from the showcase was Housemark's new game, which was disappointing to me. Oh, um, Stormdivers. The, huh? Yeah, the Resogun guy. Mm-hmm. What else did they do? They did uh, Resogun, Dead Nation, Dead Super Nation, SHD. Alienation. Yeah, um, Alienation's their last one. Yeah. Yeah, and and they said something before it of like Housemark saying that Arcade was dead, and then they go into Battle Royale. Like, I mean, it was pretty, I guess. It's but, an arcadey Battle Royale. Yeah, I just I don't know how I feel about them not making get like especially. I mean, you had it on a show with Greg Miller, who like used to talk about. Oh no, Colin used to talk about Resogun, right? Yeah, he was like, the, the big advocate. Yeah, the greatest game PlayStation ever had for years. <laughs> and it was like, and now they're just doing what everyone is doing, and it just kind of I don't know. It made me upset to see them going to. I don't. I don't know why I consider battle royales stooping low. Because I get that everybody wants it, but it just mm-hmm. seems like you could do so. You can make a game without it, and you can be fine. And I just, I don't know. It makes me feel a little less of them that they're making one. I <laughs> um, mean, probably mean of me, <laughs> but like, here's my perspective on it. It's not because yes, I believe that you know their their arcade games probably weren't selling that well, which is probably what led them to having that new arcade is dead type stance but mm-hmm. if I'm looking at storm divers it is a aggressively arcadey version of battle royale it has jet boosters it has power-ups it has weapons that don't even have like an aim function it's all it's all shoot from the hip it's all oh. like like just looking at gameplay of it just in that trailer like there there's literally this one moment where there's like these two are in a gunfight one just pops a, a barrier and then that barrier is just gone for him. And then it just looks like it looks like if you took like the little soldier units that you play as an alien nation. Yeah. Take like if you just brought that camera down to behind. It feels like that spirit is what they're going for. So, yes, their their whole arcade is dead thing transfers to, you know, more typical traditional arcade games are gone. But mm. it feels it seems and feels like even though they're going to more modern genre uh, themes, it, they're still going to keep that arcadey vibe in their games. So even yeah. though Storm Divers is Battle Royale, it seems like it's still going to be, it's not grounded in reality much. It doesn't look like, and it's, it's, it feels like they're still going for that like arcadey feel in their games. So okay. I'm not too worried for them because I'd be worried if it looked like if this Battle Royale game just looked like every other Battle Royale game. Like yeah. I, I would be pretty concerned, but just from what I've heard at their announcement and now seeing in the gameplay, it looks like some of their DNA is still in there. So it doesn't look like they've lost everything quite yet. 
cool. Or I don't I don't even want to say yet because that feels like there's an impending date. But hey, go go play the beta. If go to yeah, yeah housemart.com slash kind of funny. They had five thousand keys um to give away to people. Now I don't know if they because uh, this this uh, showcase actually did very well. They had almost twenty five thousand concurrent viewers at the height of the stream. So uh, and that's like way that's their biggest stream by far. So jury's out on if they have uh, those five thousand beta keys left. But hey, it's a good game if you if you manage to get into the beta, go ahead and give it a shot. Um, but yeah, that that's uh, pretty much. Oh. One other thing I wanted to say that was really cool about the showcase, uh, Wario 64 popping in randomly. Yeah. Um, for you guys who don't know, Wario 64 or at Wario 64 on Twitter, um, known for his incredible deals on video game merchandise and just anything nerd or tech related, he'll get you a good deal on it. He, he just constantly is on Twitter tweeting that stuff. He gave out like 15 codes for games during the show. It was crazy. It was yeah. like, here you go, here you go, here you go. And they were all brand new. It's like you yeah. had Assassin's Creed in there, you had Tomb Raider, yeah. Uh six months of Xbox Live. Like Yeah. Like Black Ops 4 was in there. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I, I wish I saw this live Loki. Yeah, I was sad I missed it. Yeah. It it was really cool to just see something like that in there because you know, no one would expect that either. So yeah, shout out to them for that. Um and yeah, just shout out to kind of funny in general. That was a really really good show and we didn't even talk about that intro montage with all the game game personalities and game makers from around the industry yeah that was crazy yeah man they they really pulled out all the stops with this so uh big shout out to of course greg and tim and just everybody kind of funny in general pulling something like this off um hopefully it was worth it i was watching i rewatched the thing with uh the twitch chat on and i saw a lot of subscriptions to the twitch channel so wow Hopefully they got some more fans off of this. Um, hopefully this is going to lead to a nice end of the year boost going into their winter break. And then they'll come back and apparently kind of funny 4.0 is coming up in their fourth year. Um, they're going to come back in January and announce some stuff, but um, yeah, great showcase. Great job to them and great job to you, Graydon for sticking out through the whole podcast. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, I want to talk about one more thing, but I don't want. To you can if you want the to. Room down. <laughs> oh, like dude, it's no problem. Go ahead, man. I just think we can't go without mentioning ancestors because we blew over that in the uh, the uh huh freaking the game awards. That was a game awards announcement thing. Oh wait, ancestors. Who, yeah, who is that from? It's by Patrice Desolet, the guy who made yeah! Assassin's Creed. You're right. I forgot about that. The the Africa Monkey game. Wow, that's yeah. bad. And I think Hunter wanted to talk about it oh, another dang. time too. I didn't even realize. Um, but it's fine. It's it was completely out of left field because as far as I know, as far as I knew, being the huge Assassin's Creed fan I am, he did one, two, and Brotherhood. And then he had a dispute with Ubisoft. He went to make his own studio and was making some 1666, um, which was going to be a 17th century, um, just like a more historical thing, like an Assassin's Creed. And he was working on it with THQ, and then they went out of business. And oh, I damn. think Ubisoft bought, I think Montreal bought the rights, 
and he fought them to get his IP back. So he has it and then just kind of dropped it. And I was Googling it before we started recording. And he says that they will make it at some point. But for now, they're making this thing, which I watched a half hour on today. And it got more of what we had seen at the Game Awards. And I was just blown away. So, oh, really? Um, yeah. In, in so many words, it's not a structured story. You start millions of years ago um, at the first like evolution of primates. Um, and there's like giant birds and giant crocodiles and like the, the dinosaur evolution is becoming more like animals and primates are becoming more like people. And, um, you start off like you start off as a new, uh, huh. What thing you're doing. Um, And, and you become like a, what he had done in his playthrough was he was like a monkey baby and his mom died and he's on his own and he has to find a place to like, you go into this mode he called fear mode and you have to um, like figure out a place to hide before animals come after you. And then he became like an elder in the monkey community. And they went to go find this baby. And then you just kind of start exploring. And the whole thing is about like finding a new place to bring your camp. You like you, you start off with your own camp of monkeys and then like you go around. um, You try to uh, claim land as your own fight off predators. Um, But the coolest thing of it all is the skill tree that's in it is basically just evolving as so he got experience points which i'm not totally sure how he got he just kind of was like you go through this oh should i eat this thing will it poison me will it help because it's a survival game so you have to eat you have to sleep um and like then you can figure out oh you can this thing or oh you should stay away from that and as you're gaining this experience you go into your skill tree and instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, being able to do like things you could do in Assassin's Creed of like changing your skill tree, he was able to stand up upright on two feet. Yo, that's bit. yo, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, so he was able to up into that a little bit, but only for a tiny bit. And then as you go more, you can put more skills into that and be able to walk. And then like you just kind of you just evolve over time. And um, he didn't get to show it in the thing, but he says there's like objectives, but the majority of it is just, it, he kept describing it as like, hey, homo sapiens, could you survive the way our ancestors did? So like, you just have to learn, oh, I'm an ape. How can I survive? And like, yeah. he went out, he climbed a tree, everything. And you can like fall from a tree and instantly grab something because ape could. Like it was yeah. everything I would want an assassin to be able to. Do. The the traversal is so much better of like tree to tree. Um, but he uh-huh. climbed a tree. He landed in a another dead ape in it, and he stood there for too long. And a giant bird came flying at him, and he had to run. Like the world wow. adapts to you, and it, it's all just about surviving. And it was just it's so smart. 
and it's something that I never ever would have expected us getting, let alone getting from him. And huh. it's just like he gave us the the most lackluster Assassin's Creed, but what started it all. He gave us arguably the best Assassin's Creed and my favorite Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so huh. like the first three games in that series are like did wonders for the gaming world and he's a genius. And he's kind of a controversial genius. He fights Ubisoft. But like what he's doing and his team and mm-hmm. the game looks beautiful. So like I'm really excited for what that game is gonna become. And he was playing a half hour build. So this game is coming like fairly soon, I believe. Definitely sometime next, next year. year. Yeah. Wow. So awesome. you, you got me interested as soon as you said you gotta pump in skills to unlock bipedal movement. Yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah. that's a crazy concept. A lot of that just sounds insane, man. Yeah, I, the game spot guy was like, wait, you are basically your skill tree is evolving as a human. <laughs> like it's not oh get a headshot. <laughs> like it's no, I can wow. walk. No, I can <laughs> scavenge. Like crazy wow. things. That is so, impressive. Yeah, I couldn't go without talking about that. <laughs> it all it it almost makes me not salty that neither of these events revealed a dreams beta announcement. <laughs> <laughs> How did they not? That's crazy. Every time there's a game showcase, people forget about that game until it's over. It's supposed to be out this year. I don't know what they're doing over there, Media Molecule. Wow. I'm I'm really afraid. It's getting close, y'all. It's ugh. What, Unless you mean 2018? They, yeah, they said this year, beta. Oh, wow. And you're I don't excited know if, for that, right? Yeah, man, I'm a big, big, big Dreams fan. Like, I'm like I'm actually, like, I've concepted a lot of things to actually make in Dreams. Because with the move controllers especially, that sounds like right up my alley where I can just do exactly what I want rather than having to fiddle with menus. Wow. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited for that. But, damn it. Why... Where is this beta? They said back in like November it was going to be this year. And it's, it, oh man, we're getting so close. I'm afraid they're just going to release it in a blog post and no one's going to care. It'll have come two out chances. Of It'll just drop. I hope so. I mean, hey, my birthday's in two days. So, well, one day now. So, Ooh. yeah, maybe they'll reveal something this Tuesday. Fingers crossed. Lord only knows. Um, but yeah, speaking of knowing, I know we've been talking for a while. Um, <laughs> If we talk for 15 more minutes, it will have been another three-hour podcast. So uh, let's wow. let's probably avoid that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been a, it was a really good episode, though. A lot to talk about news-wise. And uh, next week, we'll have a lot of games that we've actually been playing with our real-life hands to talk about yes. as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, but we had to get our uh, thoughts on these developments out. And yeah, thanks, Graydon, for uh, sticking around and uh, hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. That was a fun little, like, it got one-on-one there. That was fun. Yeah, I did get one-on-one. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Hunter had an out, and then uh, Alan uh, had an out as well. Um, but yeah, once again, we, we carry the podcast. It's uh, As long as we got someone conversational, it's all The show good. must go on. Amen to that. 
Um, so yeah, thank you for oh, ooh, before I forget, um, before we do the little goodbye, um, housekeeping, we got a couple things on the site. Graydon, you have your uh quiet man review finally I went did. up. It went up. Yes. Yes. Um, I actually read that entire review and it like like I said on uh, social media earlier, it makes me kind of want to check out the game now. So Yeah, it's an exciting little uh adventure. It's an adventure is how I'll describe it. It's not, okay. It ain't perfect, but it's it's not bad. Okay, I, I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, <laughs> do check out the Quiet Mirror review. I'll have that in the description of this episode, so you can go ahead and just click there. And also um, something else uh, that I've been working on. Uh, we're starting to dip into video content now, yeah. and um, I've been working on this for the last uh, like two months or so. Uh, it's a video essay, and it's a uh, using mafia three and some other more recent games to talk about uh games that speak to their themes and speak to their narratives with their mechanics and um i'm pretty happy with it it's 14 minutes long so if you got just a little bit of time uh the length of a spongebob squarepants episode so <laughs> like if you got a little bit of time throw it my way um i'll leave that in the description as well um i'd really appreciate it if you guys would check it out it is a it, i think it's something worth uh watching um, and it is a video embedded at the top. A full article is beneath that. It's just my words from the, from the video. But yeah, I, I'm pretty proud of it. So check that shit out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we got for housekeeping this week. We'll be back with some more stuff. Like I said, Darksiders 3 reviews coming soon. Um, I, I believe you said you had some things you were thinking about writing as well in the future. Yeah, um, I, um, I want to work on... I'm trying to get together that indie thing which we'll probably end up doing as like a side podcast thing yeah um, and yeah i'm thinking about writing so exactly what i've got coming but things ideas next year will okay. be an interesting year for us amen yeah we're we're currently formulating things this year and it's going to be really interesting so yes uh so without further ado uh so we're not hitting that three hour mark shoot when did we when exactly did we record we might have hit three hours already oh well it's oh, fine boy. Um, <laughs> it's all good in the hood. Um, so without further ado, this has been uh, Graydon Webb. Yes. And hello, goodbye. <laughs> hello, goodbye. <laughs> and, and Emmett Watkins Jr. here for the podcast. This has been us signing out. Keep it real and keep it true. <laughs>